All right, welcome everyone to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for half the population. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Cody. I'm Tyler. Tyler, why don't you tell me in eight or nine words what this podcast is about? This podcast is about our opinions on the hit movie Avengers Infinity War. Mm. I think it's, you know, you know who I think would like this? Hmm. Who would like this? People who don't know what their opinions are oh. and, and like to uh, take other people's opinions as their own. Yeah, or maybe people that have their own opinions but want to hear other people have opinions. Yeah. That as well. Um, maybe people who like arguing with people over the ether, you know? Mm-hmm. They could play this. Ether, funny enough, time. an infinity stone. No, it isn't. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. It is. I did not pay enough attention. It is. <laughs> it is an infinity stone. You it know, is, you could, I believe the reality infinity stone. You could play this. This podcast right here? You can play this in your car and just shout at us anytime you disagree with us. You can. You can shout the most horrible obscenities you want at Cody, but not me. Yeah. I won't hear them, but I, I will. will I will feel them though. I will hear them, but I won't feel them. I have no feeling. So there you go. Um Man. Is there anything before we get into Avengers, let's talk about those trailers. Alright. My favorite part of the trailers of the theater we were at was the Dark Knight trailer. Yeah. They're doing a special screening of Dark Knight, but I remember it started and I was like, I wanted to lean over to you and be like, Batman. I was like, oh wait, no, it is. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I was like, maybe they're doing like a new Batman, because I know a lot of people have been wanting them to do like Batman Forever or something, like yeah. one of those things. So I was like, oh, maybe they're doing like a TV show or something, and this is a trailer for it, but no, just the 10th anniversary of Dark Knight movie. Yeah. Which I'll probably go see. I like that movie a lot. It's a good one. It is very good. It's a gem. I mean, it's it's one of the best superhero movies of that whole decade. Mm. Hands down. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got a question for you. All right. Hit me with a question. Talking about what you think about Solo, trailer for Solo. Solo. That was the longest trailer I'd seen for it yet. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Han okay. Solo. Sorry. Han Solo. Yes. Han Solo, a Star Han Wars story. Solo. Not Han Solo, just Solo, a Star Wars story. That's where you got me because you missed the subtitle. I think A Star I Wars story. Actually, I don't think this one technically has the Star Wars story subtitle. It does. It does. It says I thought I saw an article about that. Mm, it does. It says Star Wars. The Star show? Wars. Pretty sure it says a Star Wars story. All right. Now. Well, what'd you think of the trailer? I liked it. I'm very excited for the movie. I like Han Solo as a character, and I'm, I think the character or the actor playing him will do just fine. I mm-hmm. think he's been put in a very rough position, not one that I envy. Right. To follow up Harrison Ford in that role and show a younger version of him, but yeah, I will say I do really like that actor. I haven't seen him in anything else. The only role I've seen him in one or two things, but the only one I remember him from is the movie Hail Caesar. Which a lot of people didn't like, but I, I loved, see, yeah. and I think his role in it was one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. Yeah, I never got to see that movie. Maybe we'll view it on a future podcast. I, every time I watch that movie, I like it a little bit more. That's good. That makes a good movie. Yeah. Oh, they played that Ghost Stories trailer again, and I don't want to see it because... It looks fantastic. It looks That's scary. Why. Oh. Didn't it come out already? I didn't pay attention to the date. I was looking at you when the end of it came up. I was looking at you and nodding and raising my eyebrows very suggestively. I don't think that I even look over at you. You glanced and went, <laughs> That sounds like me. Mm. Any other trailers played? Oh, I did want to talk about one piece of movie news. Movie news? Yeah. <laughs> movie news. Did you see? So there's that 
terribly horrifying trailer for the movie Heredity. Yes. Which I know you want to see, we and see that trailer was too much for me. Anyway, I saw that in a theater in Australia, they accidentally played that as a trailer before the movie Peter Rabbit, and families were mortified. Children had to leave the theater. They freaked out. I thought that was pretty fun. It is a very terrifying trailer. It's it's one of those... I always get got by those scary movie trailers just because I'm bad at the jump scares. You know, some of them are super jumpy and they're like in your face. That one had a little bit of that, but mostly it was just a freaky, scary premise. And there were some scary images, even just in the trailer. Yeah. It looks intense. Yeah, I think if they can execute on what the trailer promises, people will look at this movie the way that people look at like The Exorcist. It looks like The Exorcist mixed with like paranormal activities. Yeah, I think it'll like, be, if they can just follow through on it, it'll be one of the great horror movies that everybody who's a huge horror fan yeah. looks back on which, fondly. I mean, which I'm, I, 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 hate the, I hate the genre, but I'm glad for the genre because I, I want it to get more pres- prestige, mm-hmm. the genre. And, and there have been some movies that come out recently that have gotten really well critically reviewed. Get out. Like The got- Prestige? Would you say The Prestige was well critically received? Not a horror movie. Uh, would you say The Prestige had well. prestige? I would. Uh, yes. I think that's maybe Nolan's best film, but I'm mm. biased. It's one of my favorites. I do like that movie a lot. Um, anyway, you know, there have been some movies recently, like Get Out just got screenplay for um, Best Original Screenplay, which is great. It was sort of in that vein, a little mm-hmm. bit of a thriller. Um, it follows. has gotten really good critic, you know, critic reviews, and so I, I hope. I now, hope It Follows is the one where they pass the monster on by having sex, right? classic yeah okay i, I just, think so i haven't seen it but i've heard it's great i'm fairly certain that is the premise nice and it's all teenagers so of course it gets passed around an awful lot and it just doesn't stop coming for you and i've heard it's like one of those movies that months later someone will just be walking up behind you and you'll have a panic attack mm. don't have sex with me one of those uh mm. i have those all the time i'm like yeah. hey you 10 feet no sex don't sex me please yeah 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 that's a typical normal thing to Worry about? <laughs> okay. I don't know. What are there any other trailers? I think it was just like a, a couple of them, wasn't there? It seemed like they many. started the movie a little late. Yeah. So I feel like we only got two or three before yeah. the movie started. Yeah. There's some interesting one though, ones, though. Yeah. Also, be careful if you ever take your kids to see Peter Rabbit. I mean, you yeah. Know. Maybe just go late so you miss the trailers. That's not a bad idea. I mean, who's really like? It's not like you're not gonna get a seat. Who's going to see Peter Rabbit? Nobody. Nobody. Just just people in Australia. Yeah. At this point. I believe it was only released in Australia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds right to me. Yeah. All right. I think it's is it my turn? It is your turn. Thirty Cody. seconds or less. The synopsis. Thirty seconds. Go. All right. Infinity Stones. Super powerful. If you get them. You're even more powerful. Thanos is all about the Infinity Stones, and he's on the hunt. And the Avengers are like, man, I hope uh, he doesn't get them. Is that pretty good? I mean, yeah, that's pretty much sums it up. It was not a full 30 seconds, but, you know, that's fine. Hey, hey, 30 seconds or less. We got to make up all the time that we've wasted on these. We're making it up right now. Right now. Right now. In this moment... All right, 30 seconds have passed. Now oh, we're good. wasting Thank time. Goodness. Now we're wasting time. We gotta meet time. that quota. Our sponsor's now wasting gonna time. be Now it's upset. been 40 seconds. Now it's what? Now it's been 40 seconds. Right, well, it's been can... over 40 seconds. We gotta now. move. We gotta move on then. Me undies is gonna be pissed. 
<laughs> I saw I saw a video today. Mm-hmm. And there's that Australian guy who was chasing around a criminal, and he's like, "I was just wearing me undies, mate." It's great. Yeah, it's also a uh, an underwear brand. If that's true, that could sponsor us. And if they did, I'd say really nice things about them. But they don't, so I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything about them. Saying that out there. Okay. Throwing it out there, you know. They sponsor like everyone else, you know. Maybe throw a few bucks our way. That's all I'm suggesting. I would, if they gave me money, I would take it. If they gave you me undies, would you do it though? I mean, I would take the me undies. I would treasure them. I would hold them close to my heart. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to wear them on your on your balls though, in that general area, not close to your heart. Um, well, they do have shirts, I believe. So. I was gonna say they can't tell me how. If I feel like wearing their product a certain way and it makes me happy as an American. Like it's my right to do so. All right. Yeah. I mean, you can wear your underwear however you want. Sure. It's a normal thing. All right. Yeah. Our forefathers <laughs> didn't die um, so that I couldn't not wear my underwear how I want to. Exactly. That's exactly what was going through their mind. Thomas Jefferson, when he drafted the Declaration of Independence, first thing on his mind was, "How dare King George tell me?" How to wear my underwear exactly you know nope i think it was over the number of frills because i believe underwear back then was very there are a lot of frills a lot of layers they're poofy mm-hmm. very poofy yeah and i think they wanted them poofier very and the brits poofy. were not having it mm. they were taxing the poof yeah <laughs> poof tax poof tax Someone can someone make a shirt for me that says "Poof Tax." Poof Tax. I'd wear it if someone sent me that shirt. The first shirt in our merch store when we launch it in five years when we're poof super tax. rich. <laughs> All right. So, tell me your first impressions of this movie. Give me a rundown. What? So let me preface my impressions by saying I was at work in my office, my nice fancy office with its nice tiled floor, my glass desk. You have a glass desk. I have a glass desk. I'm oh. just kind of. Dunking on you right now that I have my own office. I'm like, wham, own <laughs> office with a glass desk. Sitting there looking at a spreadsheet on my giant curved monitor. And uh, my friend comes in just coming out of seeing Infinity War, mm. about to start his shift at work. Wow. And he comes in and he shuts my door and he says, Don't go see Infinity War. It's awful. Mm. That's what he said to you. So he said to me today at work. He said, it's awful. It ruins everything. And he was mad. Yeah. So I was like, this is going to be the best movie I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> sure. And it didn't, it's maybe not the best movie, but it's pretty good. I mm-hmm. would equate this movie to The Empire Strikes Back in very many, much. Really? Mucho ways. That's a pretty... Pretty bold claim. That's a beloved film. I think it it the goal of the film is the same of both of them. I think mm. Empire Strikes Back is probably hold, will hold up better, you know, now being decades later than yeah. Infinity War will hold up in decades because right. of the amount of CG. But I think the story and how they told it and how it followed through on some of the stuff that it started talking about will. I think this will be. The Empire Strikes Back of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. See, I think this will be a lot of people's favorites. Like the first one is the best. You know, everyone remembers Avengers because it was this huge event and it came out of nowhere. 
but just like that it'll be remembered the same way as this was like a good follow-up to that yeah they kind of didn't do so well with age of ultron i liked that movie but it wasn't as good as it could have been what people didn't like about age of ultron because there was a lot that i really liked about that one i think the main thing people have with it is it was just more avengers it was just like a continuation of the first avengers movie so it's kind of like when something's really good but you don't expect it then it's even better but then when you expect it to be amazing and it's just really good you have problems with i honestly thought age of ultron was better than avengers one yeah but, I just think people were expecting more from it. I liked it a lot. I just mm-hmm. think this is a better movie. I guess I need to talk to someone who really hated on Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron and see what they had to say because there was so much that I liked about that one. I think one thing I've heard a lot of people didn't like about that movie was um, Ultron is supposed to be like Thanos-level bad guy in the Avengers comics. Yeah. And they just essentially swatted him aside in one movie. You know? And right. it was like, oh, it was this big deal. But there was never like the only people who died or people that they introduced in the movie that they died in. So no one really yeah. cared. What was the one, the Quicksilver? Yeah. They're like, this guy's so cool. And I'm like, oh, all right, well, fine. Yeah. Great. Just throw him aside. Yeah. So I think that's why a lot of people, it was a very safe movie for them to make. It was a good movie, but it wasn't as good mm. as it could have been. And I think a lot of people feel like they cheapened this awesome bad guy that so many people like. Yeah. Man. All right, so well, what were your impressions of the movie? My impressions of Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War. Infinite, yes. How did you say it? Infinity War. Oh, like a sinister Eastern yeah. European villain. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, I liked it very much. I thought it was really good. I think what I really like about the Russo brothers, I feel like they're really good at taking the Marvel formula and doing something different with it. Because I feel like... Captain America 2 was a step into the the next sequence for Marvel and it kind of it broke some of the tropes and it felt different. It felt unique, it felt different. I feel the same for Civil War. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways it was like, "Oh, this is really different from what they've been doing." And I feel like this movie was just a continuation of that. I like the story beats they took. I like the some of the themes they explored in the movie. Um, I thought I was surprised at how heavy it got. Um, which I think I there were some moments in Civil War I had the same feeling. I was like, man, for this big blockbuster movie, this gets pretty heavy, and there's oh, yeah. some really interesting ideas it explores. And I feel like this did a lot of the same things. I enjoyed it. Um, it was very good. Yeah, I would definitely check it out. Like you, I mean, like you said, with Empire Strikes Back. You know, the way that that movie goes, it doesn't end the way you might expect it to. Yeah. Um. And that's one thing I liked about this was the ending was made me think a lot and it kind of left me off kilter in a way, which mm-hmm. I thought was really cool because so many Marvel movies, I remember walking out of the theater of a lot of Marvel movies and be like, dude, that was so cool. And this one, I got out and I was like, man, I have to process some yeah. things. You know? Yeah, think about it. It's a heavy yeah, thing. I feel like everyone leaving the theater was kind of like, Ooh. Yeah, did like you... they just took like a blow to the gut and they're like, okay, let me stagger out of the theater now and, <laughs> did and you collect the, myself. The eruption of conversation when the movie ended and like yeah. everybody turned to whoever oh they were sitting gosh. with and started talking about the like, movie. But how? Wait, hold on. Wait yeah. a second. Wait up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was, uh, it, I thought it was fantastic. And I think I was going to ask you which movie because I couldn't remember which movies the Russo brothers had made, but 
even as I was about to ask, I was like, oh, Winter Soldier and Civil War probably, because this yeah. felt like it had the same, like, it was a fantastically made movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's definitely a step above all the others. So, uh, you can really tell the ones they made versus the ones other people Very made. Very distinct. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, is there any other kind of like overarching impressions you want to give before we start jumping into, you know, opening the floodgates of just fully talking about the movie and not worrying about spoilers? No, I, I think... I think I'm right. It's one of those movies where you can only tell someone so much about it. Yeah. And you just got to go see it and Yeah, you really can't. Like, I'm, it. I'm thinking of all the stuff I want to talk about. I'm like, I can't talk about it without spoiling it. You know, yeah. because it's like, I'm glad I didn't even watch. I only watched one trailer and it was because it was before yeah, A Quiet here. Place, I think it was. Yeah. And that was the only one I saw. And I was like, that was the perfect trailer. It didn't give away anything except for stuff I already knew. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, hmm, that's bomb. You know, and I was like, got me hyped for the movie, and then I went into it, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. All right, so with that, we'll jump into Spoiler Town. So, Spoiler Town USA. Spoiler Town USA. Population. Now, us. Us. Now, we hop into my 1998 Jetta with me. <laughs> and what color is this Jetta? Green. A dark oh, forest green. Jettas are always that dark green. They are always the dark forest green. And I've borrowed it from my hot girlfriend because it's always a hot girl that owns a Jetta. Sure. So you will you please hop into Jetta. Now the door doesn't work. The <laughs> door doesn't work, so you're gonna have to get into the back seat. Do the uh, back because the passenger work? It... The, the back door works, but okay. the passenger side, so I mean I could Do come, I have to crawl into can, the seat? Well you can open the back door and reach around and pop the door open. Like <laughs> it'll open from the, the inside. inside, not the outside. Yeah, the outside handle just doesn't work, so you're gonna have to reach around, unlock it because electronic locks I don't work. I hate your dark green ninety eight. And you just gotta reach in and just unlock it and it'll just pop open. It's got a nice pop to it, and then you can get in the front. But then, you know, you might have to crawl out the window if something goes wrong with the door. So where are you going to be sitting in this? Are you going to try to get in the front seat? I'm, I'm, I'm obstinate. I'm a prideful man. Uh-huh. I'm getting in the front seat. All right. All right. So Cody, just reach around there and just, okay. you know, just, you know. Is this the door? This is yeah, it? That's the handle right there. You okay. Just pop I'm popping it. Yeah. it. You got to unlock the door. You got to unlock it first. Oh my, you didn't, why didn't you unlock it? Because the, the electronic locks don't work. You got to uh, just reach in there. Unlock it first. So Unlocking. Unlocks. Yeah, okay. Unlock it. Now pull the handle. Popping there you the go. door. There, there we you, go. There you go. Now don't let it shut. Don't let, grab, okay. it, grab it with All the right. other hand. <laughs> I'm grab, reaching around. Okay, there you go. There you go. All right. Okay. All right. Now shut it gently. I don't want the, uh, the other handle to break. All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. So now we're on our way. <laughs> now, crossing the sea limits, Spoiler Town, USA. All right. So let me tell you why I think this movie is Empire Strikes Back and why the Russo brothers looked at that movie and tried to copy a lot of its themes. Okay, go for it. So what was the major thing you remember from Empire Strikes Back? You can spoil it. We're in Spoiler Town, USA. That's true. I mean, I just remember... I remember, like, towards the end, Luke leaving despite yoda's warnings everyone everything just kind of falls apart mm-hmm. and there's the big revelation the big i mean you can we're in spoiler the time big revelation say, that that darth, darth vader, vader is, is his uncle. father oh what <laughs> he's his father <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness and so you have that and like it feels like they all go away wounded licking their wound you know yeah. they're all licking their wounds flying away and you're like man 
that sucked. Yeah, the other thing that um, I think about when I think of Empire Strikes Back is that fight scene where you just see like how powerful Vader is, and it makes you scared. Like you're scared of him. Like you're yeah. like, oh, th- there he is unbeatable. Like Luke is the only other Jedi. He's the only person that has a chance, and he can't even come close right. to even sort of beating him. Mm-hmm. You know, he just stands no chance. And I think they achieved that with Thanos, like. In that opening scene when they're like, when Loki's like, we have a Hulk. And Hulk, they're like He's going top toe hitter. to toe with the Hulk. And he and just, just pulls no the Hulk's problem. hands off of his throat and just starts beating the crap out of him. And you're just like, oh my gosh. This guy is incredibly strong. Because not only did he just beat the crap out of Hulk, but he also is like holding Thor by like the back of his neck. The only guy that can possibly beat the Hulk has already had the crap beaten out of him. Yeah. And then the Hulk gets the crap beaten out of him. So right. badly that Heimdall like has to save him and send mm-hmm. him away. So like all the most powerful, like the opening scene, all the most powerful people in the Marvel Cinematic Universe are just yeah. dead or severely beaten. Right. You know, Loki dies, Heimdall gets stabbed. They Which, have. I mean, Idris Elba couldn't probably be more thrilled because mm-hmm. I've heard that he's been like please don't make me do another one of these. I'm like, mm, but you signed a contract. I've heard that. I don't know how true I love him as Heimdall. I love Idris Elba. I thought he did great. He's I, awesome. I just heard that he's like, can I get out of these? Yeah. And they're like, nah, we don't, nah. Yeah, I can kind of see that. So I'm sure he's thrilled. Side but. side note, how do you feel about an Idris Elba James Bond? <sighs> Would have been great. Yeah. What was that one guy? Some guy was like, he couldn't be James Bond. He's too urban. And you're like, that's the most like, proper british black guy i've ever met yeah he's very posh anyway i think he'd be great i mean i'm still holding out hope that he could I think do it be great pick i think it'd be great move for the series he, he is such a popular pick as james bond i think they would be silly not to at least do one movie with him as james how bond. cool would it be if they took a really risky one movie james throw with james bond as Edith yeah Zella, and they just did like a standalone because there's been one or two other bonds that have just done like one picture right yeah, I um, one of the ones in the '80s. I think he just did one. Did one. But like what? I think Roger Moore only did two or three. Yeah, I know he didn't do a lot, but I and think then that the one be behind awesome. before him. I think it's in Her Majesty's Secret Service. The mm-hmm. guy who did that only did that one. Yeah, oh, he'd be great. And then whoever did Doctor No, which I don't think it was Sean Connery yet, was it? I'm not sure. Sean, Doctor um, No was if the I first could love one. With you, I've only seen. Three of the four Daniel Craig Bond movies. All right. Well, if I can level with you, I own every single James Bond movie. Wow. Yeah. I own the box set that Mm. costs like a hundred and something dollars. Right. I haven't watched all of them in a very, very long time. I don't know if I've ever watched Doctor No, but I've seen almost all of them. What's one of your favorites? One of your favorite Bond films. The whole franchise. Honestly, like one of my favorites is Casino Royale. I've heard a lot of people love it. It's awesome. And I didn't really enjoy it. That was one of my favorites. I think I liked the other one a little better. Which one? Skyfall? Skyfall. Skyfall and Casino Royale were my favorites. I thought Spectre was dumb. I thought they're all okay. You know, it's just a matter of, I think, in those movies, whether you take them as... Some directors take them as like an action movie and some take them as like a detective thriller movie and spy i think that the spy films are better movies yeah. but the action movies are good too they're just not kind of what yeah. you expect going into a james bond movie but anyway well, now that we're welcome to our james bond podcast yeah welcome to the bond cast the where bond we talk cast. about who could be the next james bond so you know idris elba heimdall 
one of the like they make a comment in i believe it's thor one how he could challenge odin he's so powerful yeah he's dead yeah loki who you know has beaten up pretty much not beaten up but tricked and swindled his way past almost everybody right at one point or another thor is you know bloodied on the ground and the hulk is sent back to earth to save his life yeah you know like they and all of the asgardians which are the one of the most powerful races just like an average person is stronger than most other races i believe they're half of them are wiped out yeah so it's like oh my gosh this dude almost single-handedly he had his like cronies they didn't do much in that scene yeah, like when the Hulk comes up, they're just like one of them stops the other one. It's like let him have his fun, you know. Let him fight yeah. this dude, you know. Which, you know, I mean, fighting the Hulk is probably one of the first good halfway good fights he's ever had in his life, you know. Yeah. <laughs> when he's been actually like maybe a little bit challenged, yeah, by a one-on-one fight. So, I like that opening was just like, oh, everything is just, you know. He's, they're not going to beat him. So. My, yeah, I thought it was an important opening in that they're establishing how strong Thanos is. My problem with the opening, I loved Thor 3. It was one of my favorite Marvel movies in a while. Is Thor 3 Ragnarok? Yeah, yeah. Ragnarok. Okay. It's one of my favorites just for how fun it was, how funny it was. But the end of Thor 3 is like, you know what? Asgard is wherever we are. And then and kills then- them all? Yeah, and then the first scene in the next movie is like, BG Dubs, Asgard is gone. It's just Thor now. And you're like, oh, that well, made me so sad. That's why I think it's important Thor mentions later that he killed half of his people. And that's Thanos' thing, is he comes in and he kills half right. the people in these. So there was still half of Asgard left. Somewhere. But where were they? They weren't in the guard area. Like, there's no one alive there in that scene. Yeah, I think maybe the ship broke in half. Maybe they were it looked like, else. and they were on the See, other See, that was my problem, ship. and maybe I didn't register that first, because in the first scene, it wasn't super clear. Yeah. But they revisit the half the people thing later, so it makes sense. But yeah. that, that just bugged me, because I was like, man, I love that movie, and, and just to have it go that way, I was like, ugh. Well, I think it might have been one of those things where the Russo brothers were like, well, he comes in and he kills all the Asgardians, and then Marvel came in and said, well, Asgard, for the next Thor movie, has to still be there, so yeah. his mo is to kill half the people so just mention that he only killed half the people at some point yeah it seems like one of those things where they wanted to make it dramatic and then as kind of a like thing to make a later thor movie where there is a bunch of asgardians on earth makes sense yeah they had him drop that mention of only half of them were killed which you know i mean it's kind of like it's a continuity thing which i appreciate in the mcu that they work so hard to make sure everything makes sense and there are foreshadowing to future events movies you know five movies beforehand oh yeah that you're like you can go back and rewatch the movies once they started planning this all out and be like oh that's what that was supposed to you know that's what that little thing was that i didn't notice you know so it's one of those things but yeah like the fact that they just got decimated was like man made me sad it was sad but here's the thing do you think the rock dude is dead because i think he was no he can't be dead well, I mean, it showed a bunch of the gladiators dead. He's not even an Asgardian. I know. It'd be really cool if they gave him the next... What was that? Watiki? Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. If they gave him the next Thor movie, and he's just back again, and he's like, what's up? Oh, I survived. Man. I love Craig's that dead. character. <laughs> he's just <laughs> carrying around his little bug friend. Oh, my gosh. I love that movie. 
It was a very friend named Craig or Phil. It was Craig, wasn't it? I think it was Craig. Yeah. Sounds like a good movie. Yeah. So, I really hope he directs the next. I hope they give him at least one. Are they going to do another Thor movie? Do you think? Because I know they were planning like all the major heroes were getting like a, um, a trilogy. I know that was kind of. It seemed like it was laid out. Because I know you know Captain America got three, Iron Man got three, Thor got three, and those were all the ones that kind of started off the, the MCU. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm gonna look up the MCU timeline because they've you know put up the whole. You know, well, there's a Thor movie, and then there's this movie, and then there's this movie, yeah. Which I'm... A quick thing of them putting out this thing. I'm excited that their acquisition of Fox went through. Oh, it went through? I think so, or it's it's pretty much set in stone at this... I think so, last I heard. Because I think what their plan is to do this, do the Avengers, wrap up the Avengers, and then do give, uh, like, Fantastic Four and X-Men the same treatment. Which I think could be awesome. Ah, oh, that would be cool. And then once they wrap that up in like ten years, then do Avengers again, and then they just alternate like a, or do Fantastic Four, and then do X Men, and then all that. I stuff. would love to see a good Fantastic Four movie since it doesn't exist yet. Yeah, it and I think really they'll happened. they'll take their time to do it correctly, especially because they just tried like a quick reboot a couple of years ago. Was it Fox that yeah threw Fox out the movie them. and yeah. Yeah, so the only future film... Okay, you know, here's phase three. So there's the Infinity War, and then the next movie is Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then Captain Marvel, and then the next Avengers film, and then a sequel to Spider-Man, and then the third Guardians of the Galaxy, and they haven't announced anything else, it looks like. Really? At this time. This article is dated uh, February 20th, 2018, at 7.30 a.m., in case you were wondering. Wow. Um, yeah, so it looks like at this point they don't have any future plans for anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if they do another Thor movie. It's just so good, and he's one of the few that I haven't heard hates the role. Mm, yeah. You know, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. obviously doesn't hate the role either. He loves it. Well, I, I know he got burned out for a little bit, but I think he's kind of embraced it. Well, I think part of it is in interviews and stuff when people ask him if he is kind of burnt out. I've heard a lot of times he mentions like no because he credits Marvel giving him the chance to be Iron Man as like helping him pull himself out of the like deep depths he dug himself into. Sure. You know, like help yeah, they gave him a second chance and he like talks about how he like owes them so much for taking the chance on him and giving him the opportunity. Yeah. And now he's like one of the highest paid actors of all time just because he nailed it and he's so awesome at it and everyone loves him for it. Yeah. But, all right, well, now that we've talked about the first three minutes of the movie. Yeah, that's like uh, the first couple like minutes. the first scene. Um, There's so much to unpack in this movie. We, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we do a couple podcasts on this, honestly. Yeah, it's a big one. Oh, man. I, I think for me the beginning of the movie was a little tough. The beginning? Well, what do you mean? I don't think the beginning was as good as the middle or the end. I think it got better as it went. The mm-hmm. movie did. Um, it built on itself really well. It definitely well. built. I mean, and it's a tough beginning. My problem with the Avenger movie, I do really like the Avengers movies. My problem with them is that to get so many characters, yeah, to have a storyline and a part and their own, adding to the adding their own piece to the movie. It's I mean, it's a task. Yeah, they that had to really difficult. snowball. How it. many movies are there with that many characters? Like I don't know, Love Actually, maybe. And that's like 10 short stories, you know, all kind of 
intertwined a little bit. But this mm. is everyone all following the same storyline, trying to, and these high paid actors and and everything. It's such a huge feat to do it. So I think it's really difficult. But they did pretty well considering what a monumental task it is. I thought it was cool how they brought in because I was wondering how are they going to bring in the Guardians of the Galaxy into this. It was yeah. kind of cool how they fit in. I liked that throughout the movie, it seemed like there were two or three different teams all trying to tackle the issue in different ways, uh-huh. all working on different things. So it was kind of neat because in some of the other Avengers movies, it kind of felt like everyone was like, all right, we're all on the same team. Here's the plan. Whereas this one, it was like, we're all on team stop Thanos, you know, stop the mm-hmm. universe from being destroyed. Um, but they weren't all linked together. They were yeah. all doing their their part which i thought was actually pretty cool and it worked pretty well yeah hats off to them for that yeah i thought i was amazed at how well the story progressed and how they were able to make it not feel like it was too short or too long with Mm -hmm. him starting with only one infinity stone yeah it's pretty impressive yeah because everyone thought like oh because on his gauntlet in the poster he has several of them Mm -hmm. in his gauntlet yeah and so everybody thought he was going to start with several of them already. You right. know, like he was going to start with the red one and the blue. No, because that's the Tesseract. Yellow. Green. I'm just naming colors. It might have been the green one. It was, no, it's the one that they had at uh, Xandar. I remember what color that was. I'm trying to remember what it what the thing was. I think it was the ether. So it was the red one. So it's the one he started yeah. with, yeah. So it was the red one. So like everyone thought he was going to start with that one. The ether, no, the ether was given to the collector. That was the red one, because he got that one later. It was the blue one, and then there was another one. I thought, no, what is? It? Anyway, he started with the one Colors. with the Zandars. Oh, uh, the one with, that was our on poor Zandar. colorblind listeners going to be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, they can see most of the colors. Not all of them. I mean, not all of them. If you're colorblind. Tweet at us. Add opinion havers and tell me what colors you can see. So he started with the purple one, the power stone. Yeah, Great. that's because that's the one the Guardians of the Galaxy had that they gave to Nova Corps. Nova Corps. And they lost it. And then the uh, then he went and got the reality stone from the collector. But he just he got them all, and they made it meaningful when he got them all. Like there was never like, oh, he went and got this one, except for. The only thing that you could argue wasn't meaningful was the power stone. But then he's like, Xandar, they gave Xandar it because they're like, Xandar's strong enough to resist Thanos. And then they just like offhandedly like, oh, he already destroyed that planet to get the power stone. Yeah. Like they're already gone. And he did that without an infinity stone Mm -hmm. to show you like, this is how unstoppable he is. Yeah. And then, um, you know, when he got the the red stone there was that like that's when he got gamora and it was like very meaningful them being there there was a reason for them to go there something happened and then he moved on to the next stone something meaningful happened and then he moved on to the next one and something meaningful happened so each stone felt like a punch in the gut whenever he got it you know something happened someone died something like was revealed you know it felt earned every time yeah it felt like they had really tried to stop him and he had really won and every time at least I was with almost everyone. So I was like, okay, maybe they can get this one. Maybe they can save this one. And they never do. Yeah, they never did. They never do. Spoilers for the whole movie. The whole, it's... He gets them all. Right. He get he beats the crap How out of How many is that total? Six. Six. 
He gets every single one of them. One for each knuckle, and then an extra one one just in case. The one in the middle of the hand. Yeah. The back of the hand. But, like, you know, like, when he went and got the power stone, the red one, or not, the the red one is reality. He, uh, you know, there was that whole moment between Peter and Gamora when she's like, kill me because I know where the soul stone is. She didn't tell him that. And then, you gotta kill me. And it was that moment where he's like, ah, and he finally was like, ah, and then Thanos was just like, no, I'm not going to let you because I can control reality. So I'm not going to let you do that. Crazy. And then he just took her. And he just left um, Thanos there, which is something I'm going to get real nerdy on you for a second, okay? I'm ready. Real nerdy. Uh, Are you prepared? Are you pulling something out of your pocket? No, I'm messing with my jeans. Great. So I played Dungeons and Dragons. Uh-huh. Right? And I wrote a backstory for my character. And I like to write, and I'm fairly good at it. So I wrote this whole thing. And at the very end of the backstory of the character, he is in a, on a team and they go to kill a bunch of people, and these people summon a demon lord. And the demon lord comes up, kills everybody, but leaves him there and proceeds to just talk with him for a long time. About mm. the most random, insane crap that this guy is just like, oh, this is a normal I'm just talking to a normal person. Uh-huh. And then as he leaves, he turns back to this guy and he's like, oh, if you knew how to use this magical thing you had, maybe they wouldn't have died. And then he steps through a portal. And when oh Thanos did that thing where he has Gamora and he's like, I like you, boy. And then he steps through the portal. Uh. The same chills I got when like writing this and like researching things where characters do that and stuff. I was like, oh, they nailed it. And it was something that I like so much when bad guys do that, when they're like, I could kill you, but you're so insignificant, and I want you to know that I could have killed you. Uh, I just decimated your friends. I'm going to leave them alive, too. But just know that all I had to do was leave this permanent, and you'd all be dead. Yeah. But I'm going to make it repair itself when I leave. Yeah. You know? So, like, just that, like, you're not worth it to me. There's nothing you can do to stop me, and I want you to know that. And then they leave. It's so badass. Oh, yeah, it is. It's I liked Thanos a lot. I was rooting for Thanos through most of the movie. I I will say one thing I really like they did with Thanos, and this is so important in a Marvel movie. You have to give your villain its own flavor. You have to humanize your villain. You have mm. to give it a motivation. And I thought his motivation was fascinating. And the as the movie went on, you were like, oh. Because at first, all I knew was this dude's bad and he wants to do bad stuff. But as it went on, you're like, oh, okay, you see his motivation? Mm-hmm. And um, it's a valid motivation. It's just not an yeah. ethical way to go about it. You know, It's like what the Nazis wanted to do. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So I studied economics in college, mm-hmm. and his whole philosophy reminded me exactly of um, an 1800s mm-hmm. economist. I believe his name is Thomas Malthus. I just remember his, his principles. Like It's, it's uh, like the Malthusian ideas that he has. And his idea is very much that because Thomas Malthus' whole thing was, you know what? There's not enough room. There's not enough resources on the earth. And his whole thing, like he did a calculation where it's like, you know, in 80 years, there's not everyone's going to start starving because there's not enough whatever. Obviously, he was wrong because mm-hmm. that was with the 1800s. And we seem to keep coming up with really good ways of man- of getting new resources and, and, and all of that. But it's that same line of thinking that Thanos has where he's like, hey, listen, there's not enough to go around the best thing to do would be to just wipe out people. We do it in a random way. It's not nothing yeah. personal against anyone. You take out half the people, and now everyone else 
can live in bliss they can live with plenty yeah and that's much better than having people live to starve and and go through all that yeah and he was driven home by the fact that he saw he had to watch it happen on his home planet yeah you know and he had to like you know you see it later in the movie you see his home planet and it's just there is no life anywhere on it and he uses the reality stone to like show them what it used to look like and it was this thriving green rich world and it was just decimated by its overpopulation and overconsumption of its resources you had something to say yeah i was just gonna say because all i knew about yeah i'm not someone who's read all the marvel comics Mm -hmm. i grew up watching some of the cartoons and i do like what they do but all i knew really is what you know from the guardians movies which is gamora's his daughter Uh and she hates him all we know is that he's a bad bad dude and we've seen like one or two cameos of him leading up to this movie but just one or two glimpses where it's like oh this looks like a bad dude that's all we knew and then in this movie they gave him a heart and a soul yeah that was pretty they did the best move with the bad guy where the bad guy he thinks he's the good guy he thinks he's like everyone's gonna hate me everyone's gonna fight me tooth and nail so i have to become strong enough to overcome them and do this for their good you know even as he looked at someone and wanted to kill them he would say like you'll thank me for this your children will thank me for this you will be happy that i did this one day and i'm willing to suffer and sacrifice and be the bad guy of the universe in order so that everyone can be happy and it's one of those things where he's doing the most evil things but he genuinely believes it's the best thing to do he thinks he's better than them he thinks they're evil for trying to stop him right and that they just don't see it yeah well that's the thing that i like about him is he was ne- he never did like the you puny little you're all worms and I hate you all. He was very much like like you said he would brush people off, he would do all of that. But he left a lot of people alive, and it was just because he's like, hey, I'm just here to take care of the problem. You might hate me for it, but this is the right thing to do. He was never like he wasn't like fueled by hate. Yeah, he, he- was cold, calculating, and it was like you see, like he does care in his weird own weird way. He mm-hmm. cares very deeply about the future of the universe and he's like if i don't do this everyone will die so he saw it as like do i kill half the people now or watch all life fade from existence right so he took what he saw as the lesser of two evils yeah you know which you see in the moment when he's like he recognizes tony stark and tony's like you know me and he's like you know you're not the only one blessed with knowledge and you see they have that kind of moment he said cursed cursed with knowledge yeah yeah and it was like that moment of him and Tony knew the same thing. They'd seen the same thing. Right. And there was that moment of connection where I think it was supposed to... Sh- it, it, I, got, I got the feeling that there was a moment of doubt in Tony's mind of like, is mm. it the right thing to do to stop him? Because I've seen what he's seen and I know what he's trying to prevent. And is this worth that? Ooh. Let me carry that thought forward a little bit. You go to Doctor Strange, uh-huh. who did his meditation, and he looks into the future, and he's like, here's all the possibilities of it working out, which is one, and all the millions of ways that we could fail. Yeah. And there's that part where, and it's that same scene where Doctor Strange is like, here. Like, he gives him the stone to save Tony's life. Uh-huh. And so I, you have to think, okay, what did, what did Doctor Strange see? Yeah. What does he know that everyone else doesn't yet? Yeah. And it, this movie drove one thing home for me doctor strange is probably my favorite marvel superhero him or thor they're right there next to each other why is that 
Well, part of it is because in all the comics and TV shows, they're always like, they'll come to Earth, you know, they'll be on Earth helping with stuff, but they're both guys like, look, your little problem with Ultron or your little problem with, um, Lo you know, Loki or whatever your big bad guy is, I got some bigger stuff that I got to be at in like two hours. So you, <laughs> yeah. we got to wrap this up. And they just come out of nowhere and like Thor smashes Ultron into like a million pieces with his hammer and then he dips out because he's like this is not important I have planets to I have like galaxies to save yeah. and you're distracting me from that it's kind of like the Green Lanterns in DC mm -hmm. they're like space cops and he's like you know you're like one neighborhood in the city I protect you know right so I just gotta do this and then bounce you know yeah. so I like that kind of thing of like someone who's incredibly powerful but they have bigger things to worry about so not all of their attention can be focused on yeah. this and when something when it something draws all of their focus, you're like, oh, this is a big deal. Yeah. Like when Doctor Strange is like, okay, I can stop thinking about like Dormammu and like all the other millions of extra dimensional threats, you know, threatening to swallow Earth, and I'm gonna focus solely on Thanos. It's like, oh, yeah. Thanos is a big deal. Yeah. Well, I like that you you talked about Thor and Doctor Strange, who I both love. Thor's one of my favorites. Just funny because his first movie really isn't that strong. Thor's uh, first movie? Yeah. It's, it's I liked fun. it a lot more like, than most uh, well, people do. It's good, but it wasn't the best Marvel movie. What I like about Thor and Doctor Strange is they both, in their first appearances, they're very selfish people. Mm -hmm. Very powerful, very selfish. Yeah. Um, and so it's really, I really enjoy watching them grow into these like guardians and protectors, these like selfless people, which I thought was really cool for both their storylines. Yeah, which Doctor Strange still awesome. kind of acts like a selfish dude and kind of like. He's very, he's, to, he's very similar to doctor he's very similar to doctors are always like you don't know i know what's yeah. best like you'd obviously you wouldn't understand you know yeah he's very similar to tony stark you know in that he's super smart he's super successful he's super talented and he's just like very kind of you know matter of fact yeah and you know that and he's very full of himself he's very powerful and he knows it yeah except i think doctor strange is way more powerful than iron man yeah well yeah yeah although i will say it has been really cool every movie they come up with new tricks for iron man yeah which he... is which is cool but they always have one or two things every movie i'm like okay that's pretty cool i like mm -hmm. what they did there and it doesn't i like how they can make iron man he's never stale for me it's always like okay yeah that was that was cool or i like what they did there yeah well let me ask you let me hit you with a question real quick no just kidding iron man versus batman who would win? Yeah, who do you who do I like better? Uh, both. Who would win? Would win Iron Man. Yeah, but I like Batman more. You like Batman more? Yeah. What? So what? First, why do you think Iron Man would win? I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't seen the new DC stuff. But when you look at Batman, it's like amazing detective, great martial artist, really neat technology. But it's like high tech military technology, whereas Tony Stark is like blast you with laser beams no problem i can fly you know yeah. he's got all that whereas batman like has this great technology but it's just not he's a great ninja but if you're like a ninja versus super mech robot with you know missiles and these crazy powered lasers like, no, i don't think batman's gonna do batman's not gonna hold up his cape mm -hmm. and block one of like iron man's lasers yeah i'm sure there's a comic where he could do that though but this, okay, who do you think is there, is let me. I don't know a lot about comic books or how the universes work, but is really. there a comic book where a, a DC Batman fights a Marvel? Absolutely not. Iron Man? Uh, maybe a fan comic book, but Ooh. I doubt they would ever. 
cross them over. But who do you think is smarter between those two? Smarter? Oh, Tony. Yeah. Okay. Tony's definitely just so smarter. On, just so we're on the same page. Because the Obviously. thoughts, I can see I can see the comments. Well, when we're... that's the thing. Well, you're talking about a, a very intelligent and haunted detective versus amazing engineer. Yeah. So An inventor. So, I mean, it is. there are two different things. I could see people commenting, screaming at their screen, driving down the highway in their car, screaming at the windshield, you know. You know, that Batman, if he, he would be able to pull Iron Man into a trap and trap him. And I'm like, I don't what? think... Because they could do, he does it to Superman, but I'm like, Superman is dumb. Superman a dumb boy. Superman is... <laughs> okay? Superman a dumb boy. If Batman tries to trap Iron Man, Iron Man is smart enough to be like, nah, it's not happening. Well, and Iron Man, I mean, he's going to call for help. He's got these other... You know, he's got so many tricks, and his... Who's yeah. his new robot friend? You're talking about his, War Machine? No, his... It used to be Jarvis was his. Oh, I can't remember. Assistant, name. and now it's like Tuesday or. Oh yeah, it is Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday or Friday? I think it's Tuesday. Tuesday, I appreciate. Sure yeah, Tuesday. you know, it's like he always has those tricks up his sleeve. He's like, let me call in this, let me call in that, and he's yeah. got. And so I mean, you can trap Iron Man, but he's gonna have some. I mean, Batman is rich, but you look at Tony Stark. Tony in the Stark's last few richer. Movies, he's richer. He's very richer. He's way richer. Very much more richer. I mean, Batman's old money rich, whereas Tony Stark is... New money rich. New money inventor he's, he's still old money. growing. I mean, he is old money, but at the same time, like he's way more rich than his parents were. He's got those war bucks. Yeah. Those war bucks go a long way. I mean, I'm going to do a quick aside before we move on to the fist out of the fist fight and into the why you like one more than the other because i do like this point of conversation in a straight fist fight no armor no nothing i do think batman oh, would be easy. win. so i'm I, just gonna i'm mentioning oh, that yeah. so for the people that are gonna be like well you know it's like hand the thing hand of, combat batman is yeah because tony stark is skilled he's trained himself but, but he wasn't trained helping him. by he's the gone. order by the league of shadows no you know? way you know you batman was a member of the league of shadows you know he's oh, yeah. like one of the most hardcore martial artists in the world like oh, no yeah. one could beat him you know so i just wanted to mention that throw that out there just you know in that's case. true as people who don't have superpowers batman batman's strength like physical strength and everything is way better yeah than iron man's is yeah because Tony Stark. if you're talking bruce wayne tony stark, stark well yeah yeah bruce wayne's gonna kick his butt yeah and straight up bare knuckle fist fight yeah Ugh. I'd pay to watch that. I would pay to watch Christian Bale go toe-to-toe with Robert Downey Jr. What about uh, Here's the thing. Flick? I think... I don't care about Batflick. What? Here's the thing about Christian Bale. He's been in boxing movies. I bet he, he could is. kick some butt. He's also been in movies where he looks like a skeleton. That's true. He was in a movie where he looked like a skeleton and was a boxer. Twofer. The Fighter, you seen it? It's pretty good. I don't think I've seen either oh, that's, The Fighter or that's The Machinist. That's one of my... The Fighter's one of my favorite Christian Bale performances. And it's a, he's just a supporting actor in that one. One of his best performances, I think. Mm. Check it out. It's I'll have to one. check it out. Maybe we'll and it's one it of Marky Mark's better TV. films. <gasps> Marky Mark? Marky Mark. Oh. It's a good one. Okay. So why do you like Batman better than Spider-Man? Spider-Man. I like his haunted... The thing about Tony Stark... Tony Stark... I mean, he's so pompous, so arrogant. I think in the Marvel and the MCU, he's grown a lot as a person. But mm-hmm. when I think back to like the original... Iron Man, it's like, well, he's not super nice to a lot of people. Um, I guess I, I like Batman's motivation better. He's got this like haunted past. He's scared of bats. What's that? He's scared of bats. He's scared of bats. His parents died, which is, I don't know. I, I just like that he's just this like tortured guardian of his city. 
Um, whereas Tony Stark, I'm like, well, yeah, he's this rich, super smart playboy. You know, he, he kind of, honestly, Tony Stark has, like, everything going for him. Whereas I feel like with Batman, he's a lot more human to me. I mean, both of them lost their parents. But, Fair I mean, enough. I Tony mean, Stark was much Tony older. Stark, he like, was in college when his parents Yeah, died. like, his dad wasn't shot in front of him in a dirty alleyway. That's true. Um, did, did you see the Justice League movie? I just recently watched it. That's why I've I've been thinking about this. It's actually, if you, it is not good compared to Marvel, but it is a very good movie in my opinion. Because if you just Hmm. go in like one a superhero fight, you know, action movie, I think it's really good. Yeah, much better than Batman vs Superman, Hmm. which I also enjoyed, but wouldn't necessarily call it a good movie. Right. But the fight between Superman and Batman makes it worth it. Hmm. But it's way too long. This movie, it, that other movie's not just the, not that long. Batfleck. But there is a part where Jason Momoa playing Aquaman. You know, he asks Batman, he's like, "So you do it dressed as a bat?" And he's like, "Yeah." Uh-huh. And it's just kind of like you enter the conversation, like in the middle of the conversation. Yeah. And then there's a part when he's got Aquaman has all his armor on and everything, and Batman's fully dressed up, and Aquaman mm-hmm. like comes up onto a, a roof when Batman's talking to Commissioner Gordon, and he's like, "Ha, dressed like a bat." <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> and it's just like one of the funniest things. It's a great it's like, one-liner. It's so funny because someone points out in a Batman movie, like that's really stupid. That he's just <laughs> like a bat. Yeah, but anyway, that's why I thought of that because I just watched that movie, and that's what was on my mind through a lot of this movie is those two what? versus each other. Yeah. Uh, I like Tony Stark because I want to be an engineer, so I like him more. Yeah. Because I like. Oh, See, I'm, he's I'm, like. My dream person. I don't get the engineering mindset, but I do enjoy hearing about true crime and mystery stuff. So I think maybe that's why I lean more towards Batman. Because I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to like try to piece together some of these like crimes and stuff that he does. Yeah, that would be fun. But back to the movie Avengers. we're talking about. I mean, I think this is going to be a very, very long podcast or even two podcasts. And I think it's going to go off on a lot of superhero related tangents. Because I think this is the first Marvel movie we've watched. Yeah, that's together. true. That's the first... Uh, we, we didn't do Black Panther, did we? Did we? No, I went no, to we go didn't. see that with other people. Yeah, we didn't do Black Panther. So. Yeah. So it's the first one we've watched together, period. Not even just since we started this Dang. podcast. Man. Um, okay, you talked a lot about what you like. Can we do a quick... Like, what you would have done differently? I can tell you one part in particular. I can't do remember it. exactly when it was. Hit but it. it's a part where I believe it's Iron Man. No. It's during the battle sequence, I think, on Earth. And it's... I, be, I actually think it's Hulkbuster versus the big dude with the hammer. Oh, yeah. I think it's a fight between two of the larger characters that are, like, huge, but they're equally sized. Yeah. And it looks really, really good. It's beautifully animated. Like, it's obvious that it's CG, but it's, like, really well done CG. But then it does this weird, like, crane swivel shot around them like oh. over the thing and it looks awful in that like two second scene and i'm mm. like you had me guys and then you just poured like 20 dollars into this one shot oh and gosh, it's like yeah. it's so short but it's so bad it looks like it looks like they animated it but they didn't do all the texturing and the lighting mm. so it's just like two animated characters fighting like I, from a cartoon i think i remember i might remember that shot because i just remember it kind of took me out or else yeah like, wait that shot Hold on, what's happening now? Yeah, it was just so abrupt and so like, oh, you were like, you were right there and you just, just threw it away. Uh, but the finish of that fight 
was it was really good. The whole rest of the fight was good enough that I, I'm like, I'll let it pass. One thing I liked in this movie is that is all of Thanos is he goes in his children, right? Mm-hmm. All of his children. I don't know if they're all like Gamora, where they were like adopted people that he turned into warriors. I don't know if they're all biologically his children, but his children. They're all adopted. I think that's what he does. Is he like when he notices someone on a planet that has like a lot of fight in them, like a, they're young and they got a lot of spirit, he takes them and yeah. molds them. One thing I liked about those is they showed how strong they were. Yeah. Um, and how Gamora was his favorite and the strongest yeah, of all of them. That was really cool. I liked that they showed that and I liked how they all died. Yeah. In really interesting ways. And none of them felt like gimmies to me. Oh, no. Where it was like, like, oh, you they had, had to get, re- they really had to get lucky and get creative to speaking people out of freaking killing these guys yeah you laughed at a joke that i don't know if you have the right to laugh at sorry what joke when spider-man turns to iron man he's like you know that really old movie <laughs> aliens and you bust out laughing i'm like this son of a he's never even seen, never aliens. seen an alien movie he has no right to laugh at this never seen joke one movie because you would series. be that guy like you know that really old movie that no one's ever seen aliens like <laughs> yes i do know that movie okay i, I just, love that movie i love the joke I love because that's one they did two or three times in the Spider-Man. You didn't see Spider-Man: I Homecoming. I didn't see Spider-Man: Homecoming. Okay, well, I'm gonna ruin something. Not ruin it, but there's one or two times in that movie where it's like, you see that really old movie? And I was like, wait, that movie's not that old because he's such about, a kid. Yeah, I know about. Anyway, that. so I just like that joke. I thought it was a great callback, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what they were gonna do because I hadn't seen Aliens. Yeah, they sucked him out into space. They sucked him out into space, so which I thought I he was gonna come back. Now I don't problem. even have to see Aliens. I thought he was gonna straight up layer that and just come right on back. Well, yeah, I, I love the Squidward joke they did. Yeah, because he guy. looked Cause like he Squidward. Did, I looked at him and I was like, who's... And it's funny because the first time that guy showed up, I was like, oh, he's just like... He, seen, he was kissing up a lot to Thanos in the first scene. Yeah. So I was like, ugh. And so I thought he was just going to be like... like Remember Lord of the Rings when there's the king of uh, Rohan? Yeah. And there's Wormtongue who's there. He's like... I thought he was going to be like the Wormtongue where he's like, oh, he's just the lackey who like kisses a lot of butt. But yeah. then he ended up being really powerful and so i thought i liked the way they did that but oh no i i thought they did a good job with those characters they were menacing and they there were these lackeys that were really really strong coming to thanos's bidding which almost made thanos just more scary He's like oh these are his number twos like how strong is he yeah once again just showing well, how powerful he is i think it also showed the difference in the strangeness of the type of relationship he had with gamora and nebula Mm. um even though nebula viewed it and he you know rightly so that he had tortured her all his life by like slowly replacing her with all these robotic parts yeah and he had this like underlying like hatred of her and her weakness Uh uh-huh the fact that they were his daughters he called them his daughters they were always at his right hand they viewed him as their father and these other guys were just, you know, around, and they're like, they view him as a god. Yeah. Not as, they call him their father, but like in the way that like people talk about God as, oh, he's our father. You know, it's like, yeah. he was a god to them, whereas these other girls, he's like, you're my daughters. I am your father. Mm. You know, I've raised you. You know, whereas these other people, it's just this, it put their relationship with Thanos in a different light than I thought of before. Yeah. In that he had lots of people that he'd done this to, but these were the only two that he actually tried to treat like they were his actual physical daughters. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of which, that's my favorite scene in the movies when he had to get the the soul stone. That made me be like, 
I feel so bad for Thanos. And you realize, like, that's when I was like, he is the good, he is the hero of his story. In his mind, he is the hero. Yeah. And he's going to do whatever it takes to complete his quest. Yeah. You know, when he turns and he's got the tear rolling down and Gamora, like, thinks, oh, he's heartbroken because he can't complete his mission. And then Red Skull, which came out of nowhere. Oh, man, that was so crazy. When he popped up, I was like, what? That dude from that one movie. Yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, he's like, they're not, he's not crying for himself. Mm, yeah. You know. And I was just like, oh. Like, in his own mind... Thanos is a good, loving father that has done everything he could for his children. And he's, you know, he's a very harsh father, but it's because he wanted his children to be great. Yeah. He wanted Gamora to be, to follow in his footsteps, you know? Yeah, he wanted her to be, sit on his throne. Yeah. Which brings me to my second favorite part of the movie, which was the very last scene of the movie. Uh Uh-huh. When it shows him in his tiny little simple shack on some forest world. Just looking at the sunset. Yeah. Or the sunrise. I'm not sure which one it was. But it showed, like, it led this up to where even in this quest, like, he intended to rule the gal, like, rule everything. And, you know, he was going to decimate everything. But then he makes that offhanded comment of, like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I can finally rest. And you're like, yeah. Oh, so he's just going to sit back and rule. And then he does it. And he's just, he goes to this tiny little shack where he can just go and he just relaxes. He's done it. He doesn't want to rule. He doesn't want to be king. He just wants to rest. Mm -hmm. You know, he wants to be done with it. Yeah. And I was like, he really is. Like, he did what he wanted to do. He didn't want power. He didn't want glory. He saw something that needed to be done, and he did it. And that's why, like, I was like, you go get him, Thanos. (laughs) You beat the crap out of those guys, you know? Yeah. You know, you punch Steve Rogers in the face for being such an evil douche to you. yeah you know Uh, like it made me just like oh he's such like they oh i like him a lot mm -hmm. like how i think of him the reason i keep you know equating it to star wars is because i think the way i think of him is how a lot of people not in the way that like in the same type of character but in the way like i'm really scared of him like he's a very powerful scary thing where you don't really know where he came from or what you know like how he became really as powerful as he is in the way that people like in the 80s and 90s viewed darth vader right you know he's this powerful thing but oh he's a father you don't know his origin. and then at the end of star wars you know when it's like oh but he was a good guy and then in you know even in the prequels when they kind of show like even darth vader was the hero of his own story he was his mind was twisted and he did what he thought was right yeah you know and the whole through all of star wars he always did what he thought was right mm-hmm. and what was best and what was needed and yeah. it's the same thing i think they were wanting to give that because i think they really want him to be viewed as the darth vader of this generation yeah you know they want people to look back at thanos as the same type of villain you know yeah I would say my only complaint about Thanos is whereas all the other Avengers villains, they've had a lighter side to them or even been able to crack some jokes. I, don't, I can't recall one joke Thanos has cracked. He's very serious, very somber. Yeah. More so, which isn't really characteristic of a Marvel film. There's always those few light moments here and there. 
But which is the only thing I would say is like he doesn't show a lot of range. He's either very somber, getting things done, or he's really sad about some of the things he had to do. Well, think about the Russo brother villains though. Think about Bucky when he was the bad guy. Bucky. Think about uh, that dude from the country that they smashed. Yeah, country smash guy. Um, you know they they were not funny in any way. They right. all they had a mission. And they were going to fulfill the mission however they needed to. Right. They had a goal, and they were going to complete the goal. Yeah. You but know? that's the thing of the first Avengers movie, he had Loki. And there's some great humor with Loki. Well, that's what I'm saying, is the Russo brother villains, the ones that's, that they I know, I see older, what you're saying. I'm just saying, they're... I wish there was a little more range. Yeah, but I like him. at the same time, because he was serious, when the movie ends, and everything has fallen to pieces, Thanos finished his mission, I mean, my heart sinks... You see the credits pop up because you weren't really sure. The whole last, the third act, I was like, I knew, I knew the movie about halfway through the movie. I suspected that it was going to be two films, and halfway through the movie, I could tell, okay, I don't think this is going to wrap up the whole story. Mm-hmm. But even in the third act, I was like, why are they going to stop it? Like, at what point? What note are they going to end it on? And when they ended it on Thanos sitting there, just being like, okay, I did it, you know, just hanging out in that by that shack, watching the sunset. Just like, oh. It, just, yeah. it hit credits. It was the most somber credits because always Marvel movies end like ba ba da bow, and it's like the big colorful end sequence. Whereas this one, it pops up. It's like Avengers Infinity or no, it pops up directed by Russo Brothers. Yeah, Avengers Infinity War, and, and it then just, it, it goes just, to it's dust. black and white. It's black and white, somber music, and it just goes, and you're just sitting there like the best end of any Marvel movie ever. Because it hit everyone. Yeah, everyone in the theater was like. They got the point of it, or they're like, what? Well, I think why I noticed the sound, like, when everyone erupted into conversation was when that Infinity War was, like, turning to dust, it was, like, nothing. Like, everybody was just, like, yeah, that that's the end. And then as soon as it, like, the credits started rolling, it was, like, and everybody started discussing it. The only after credit scene was the one at the very, very end, right? Yeah. Which there, was I... no, there was no, there was no comedy. There's mm-hmm. no nothing after that movie, which I think was a great move by them. Like you said, the best ending to in a Marvel movie so far because it just hits you. And I can see why they did the end credit scene because it obviously oh, kicked the table. That Don't probably that. was heard on my mic. Great, but um, the logo it showed on the pager—that's probably from a Marvel property that I'm unfamiliar with. Yeah. Oh, at the end, you're talking about the end credit scene mm-hmm. when um, Nick Fury tries to send a message and then like code he sends it right so he sends a message and it it, it clicks like it's trying to send trying to send, and then it sends pops up with a logo i have no clue what that is i heard a lot of people go <gasps> right yeah. and that's one of those things because i'm not the comic book marvel guy i'm just like oh important easter egg i don't know what it is yeah so here i'm just gonna look up to see what maybe yeah. if i recognize okay. who these people while are you're looking that up i gotta yeah. tell you one other thing hit me with it um, that I would have done different. Well, just a note on yours, there are some CG that didn't work. The one, all in all, great CG, as usual with the Avengers movies, but they did not nail the Bruce Banner in the Hulk buster. Did not, never looked right. No, it didn't. It like, always looked fine. I mean, the wrong. Hulk buster looked fine, but anytime his head was popping out, where I was like, oh, here's Bruce Banner sitting, and it looked bad. You could tell it looked out of place. Yeah. And it took, every time I was like, it's like, it's like, um, Mark Ruffalo's kind of floating there. 
Yeah. And it, like he was photoshopped in. Like it just it didn't work. It looked like they put him in. Have you ever seen the pictures of the dude in like the big green suit that's like this is supposed to be the Hulk so that they have something to act off of when uh-huh. the Hulk's in a scene? It looked like they just put him in that and uncovered his head and then just animated the Hulk buster where they would have put the Hulk. And it's like, didn't uh, look good. But his transforming, like, when the Hulk would, like, respond to him, that looked really good. Yeah, that actually did a good job with that. Which is amazing they can make that look good. Because I feel like that would be a lot harder to look good than to be like, okay, put a head on the Hulk buster. But. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. What? Do I want to know? Do we want to tell people? Okay, so the symbol is, and okay, I should have thought of this. It was dumb because it's one of the upcoming movies. It's Captain Marvel's um, symbol. I'm excited for that because Brie Larson is pretty good. Yeah. She's going to be Captain Marvel. I believe Captain Marvel is similar to like Superman in the power department, right? I think she's she's supposed to be very powerful. Like, yeah, it's kind of like how, well, I guess you haven't seen Justice League. Sure. I you, haven't. You haven't seen it at all. No. Are you being? Are you messing with me right now? Because I, I asked earlier. I haven't seen the movie. No. I haven't seen the movie. Oh uh, well, it's the Superman, just like in um, Batman vs Superman, in any Superman movie. Superman is incredibly overpowered. Yeah. But I like how they're tackling this, where they're calling someone with that level of power as like a last resort. You mm-hmm. know, like because that used to be the Hulk. Yeah. And all and, the Avengers in Thor three and everything, it's like Hulk, save us. Whereas yeah. this one, in the very first scene, you're like, okay, Hulk isn't really an option. Yeah. Because he keeps right trying now. to call on Hulk, and Hulk's like, And no. Hulk won't ever come in. Hulk says no. Oh. You know. Hulk feels emasculated. Hulk needs to get his mojo back. Yeah. To put it in terms of Austin Powers. Yeah, he does. He needs to find his mojo, find a little vial with the mojo in it. And slurp it up. Mm-hmm. He also movies. needs to learn how to be the Hulk that can grow to the size of a building. That's, Hulk felt... What was weird about this movie is Hulk felt small. Yeah. In this one, compared to like, because I remember Ragnarok is like, yep, Hulk's a big dude. And this one, when he's going toe to toe with Thanos, he's like, oh, he's Thanos sized. Yeah. And I liked, one thing I liked about this movie was when Thanos would handle these small things and when he's there with Gamora as a child, you're like, oh, he's so big. Yeah, you, you see his, feel hand, his anytime size. Anytime his hand is shown with anything else, you're like, oh my goodness, he's so big. Yeah. That actually reminds me, like, when he, it shows the scene of him getting Gamora. Uh-huh. Like, that was kind of, like, another scene that they showed, like, he's a, in his mind, he's a father to these people. Right. A good father that's done his best, you know? Like, she tries to turn, and instead of, like, oh, yeah, watch your people die, it'll strengthen you, he's like, no, 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 don't watch that. Just look at me. Just look at me. Yeah. You know? And he tries to comfort her in this moment of distress, you know? And it's like... I mean, in his own way, he was a good father. He was just like, you know, he's a person with a very twisted mind that, you know, he thinks he's doing right, but in the process, he's paying, you know, an unspeakable price, and those around him are paying the same price, you know? Like, you know. I just wanted to jump off of that because I thought one of the main themes or lessons in the movie um, was... Your personal relationship versus what's best for the universe. Yeah. And I loved, they had like six different examples of that. They had it with Tony and Pepper. Mm-hmm. They had it with um, Star-Lord and Gamora. Yeah. They had it with Thanos and Gamora. They had it with, who else? Vision and Vision and um, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. It was all over the place. It was such a cool theme. 
I thought it was cool that they did the same theme with different characters. Yeah. You saw it play out in different ways. And for me, the only person who was able to do it on the first go was Star-Lord, right? Because mm-hmm. he clicks the gun yeah. and it doesn't work because yeah, the of, the, of the reality stone. And then, But then later on, he fails the test. Thanos is the only one that really succeeds because he, he sacrifices Gamora to get the soul stone. Yeah. The only one that's able to put the good of the universe over his own personal feelings. Yeah. I also... Um, it really shows you, like, you know when you're watching those... You know, you're watching a movie or you're reading a book or something, and you're like... You know, it's like one of those moments where, like, Gamora uh, says, you gotta kill me, or else he's gonna find out where this thing is. And you're always like, just... Like, it's worth it to kill her. Like, just kill her. Just end it, mm-hmm. and he'll never get it. But Thanos one of the smart things they do with him is they show like what would it be like if a superhero thought that way that oh it's worth it to kill this person for the good of the universe Mm -hmm. and then it just escalates to well if i wipe out half the universe everyone will live in prosperity and happiness yeah and then in millennia when it needs to be done again someone else will be called upon to do it again you Mm -hmm. know but i can create thousands of years of happiness and prosperity by doing it now yeah you know and it's like if that thing you want the superhero to do, you know, like Steve Rogers says, you know, Captain America says, we don't trade lives, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, Thanos does. He does trade lives. That's what he does. Like I say, he views himself as the hero and he views it, all these things as acceptable sacrifices. Yeah. It made me think, once again, of ec- my economics training. Because there's so many things where it's like, okay, cost-benefit analysis, let's go. Mm-hmm. What's the cost plus benefit? And when you look at it on a universal scale, Thanos is right. You mm-hmm. sacrifice this life, boom, you're good to go with everyone else. Yeah. Or even saying, well, everyone's doomed anyway. It's known as the dismal science. Yeah. Well, get rid of these people, and then everyone else will be fine, and mm-hmm. they'll be even. They'll be even happier. Yeah. Which doesn't take into account like the horrible yeah, feeling the of watching that... people disappear. But yeah. you know, in five generations, when no, no one, one remembers. remembers any, it's like, oh, hey, we're getting by just fine. Yeah. So that yeah, it made me think of that a lot. Like, okay. What's, what's the cost? What's the benefit? But then how do you weigh that against those personal relationships? I guess I should withdraw what I said before because like at one point Scarlet Witch does say, okay, I'll give up Vision to try yeah. to save it. There at the end, she does, she does it. She, she kills does. him. But also I feel like it was too late at that point. Yeah. There were so many times in the movie where... She should have done it. Well, yeah, and in every storyline, it's like, well, you should have done it here. Yeah. You shouldn't have let it get in the way. Yeah. I thought because it didn't. Thanos never let it. Get yeah. Away. As soon as he got the time stone, I was like, whatever they do is not gonna make a difference because he can just roll it back. Yeah. You know. Uh, one other thing, I guess I, I might have done different. One beat in the story is when they almost when they're over at Titan. Yeah. And they almost get the gauntlet off mm-hmm. when they come so close, but Peter Quill loses his cool, and he blows it, which is like, God, oh, that's such a dumb thing to like ruin the whole plan over yeah you know but i guess it goes to sh- i mean you know it goes to show like they valued that more whereas they viewed the good of everyone yeah. more and i mean that kind of follows similar things that happen in guardians of the galaxy volume two you know where he does similar stuff like when his dad admits to him that he killed his mom mm. and he loses his cool and then his dad has to like you know He's like, I'll use you as a battery, you know, if you're not going to do it willingly. And then 
there's other times when he's like, oh, I could have done it, but I'm going to lose my cool because this thing happened and it kind of ruins the plan, you know? Yeah. So this is kind of Star-Lord's MO, and I wonder if that's not an overarching thing that happens a lot in the comics. Maybe something that he'll, he can conquer later on yeah. in the future. Because, I mean, Galaxy I've never Volume read... 3, maybe. Maybe. I've never read any of the Guardians of the Galaxy comics. I'd never yeah. really heard of them before the movie. I don't think very many people had. I don't know if it was a very popular comic series. Yeah. It was a smaller audience. It was really well loved by the people who read it, but not right. very many people read it. Uh, what's going to happen? That's what. Uh, okay, I got to tell you, I got to confess, I hate two-part films. I think it's, generally speaking, I think no one does it right. I think it's very difficult to pull off. I think the point of a movie is that you get some closure and to have it in two parts like we'll make a tv series i think the only series that's done it really well is kill bill because it was in all honesty a movie in two parts whereas a lot of other a lot of other films what they do is they're like eh, this is four and a half hours we're gonna have to chop it in half and it was that way for harry potter and deathly hollows Mm -hmm. um and they're no one's done it as well as Tarantino did it because I think he had the right intention where he's mm-hmm. like, here's a movie where you raise questions, here's the follow-up where you give all the answers. Anyway, having said all that, I just want to say they did a pretty good job with this one. And yeah. I, I mean, it hit me so hard. It made me want to see the next one, but also it had such an emotional impact, the ending did, that I'm like, you know, I'm actually okay. They changed up the formula. They they did something new for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I appreciated mm-hmm. it. So, Yeah, I think it was a smart move for them, too, because they were going to do Infinity War Part 1, Part 2, and uh-huh. then they were like, Matt, let's, we're going to have Infinity War and then Avengers something else. And I think that switched to the attitude of how to do this movie because I know I keep saying it, but this really feels like an Empire Strikes Back to Return of the Jedi where, yeah. I mean, I'm sure people could, you know, you could probably argue that the Star Wars trilogy, you know, it's a three-part movie. It's one story told over three movies. Yeah. So that's what it, it's one story, and it's like the classic, you know, of all good stories. You know, it the it goes and it goes and it goes, and like the bad guy wins. The bad guy wins, mm-hmm. and then the heroes have to come back and overcome that. The fact right. that they won, and I was like, while I was watching it, I was like, please, please, guys, like let Thanos win. Because he wins in a lot of the comics, you know, like he yeah. wins. He's incredibly powerful. It's like him and Darkseid are the most powerful villains in DC and Marvel. Mm-hmm. They're one's based off the other. Like they literally look exactly the same. Yeah. And they're like the uber bosses, you know. And not um, speak, now you're not talking this, not like the executives at the company Uber, like the ride sharing service. We're talking about Uber, like big bosses. Right? I mean. If the CEO of Uber is playing Dark Side, then it could be both. I would watch that. I would start watching the DC Cinematic Universe if they got or, an Uber executive to play Dark Side. Or if Josh Brolin becomes the CEO of Uber. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, it could happen. He's I'm probably got enough money at this point. Yeah. After okay, this movie. Josh Brolin, he's in the new Deadpool, right? Yeah, he's he, Cable. He's Cable. Mm-hmm. So he's the villain in the new Deadpool movie. I thought it was funny that he's that and he's what? Is he the villain? Is he the villain? Or is Deadpool the villain all along? 
mind blown. I mean, Deadpool. I haven't seen Deadpool. You haven't seen Deadpool? I haven't seen Deadpool. Oh. Yeah? Oh. Go ahead, let it out. Oh. Let it hit you. Process the emotions. I'm processing. It's 11 11. Make a wish. Uh, we're gonna have to watch that. Mm, maybe it is a fantastic R-rated superhero film. The deal is, you don't watch R-rated movies. We've never seen a single <laughs> R-rated movie. I do. I don't generally enjoy R-rated comedies. I like my comedy a little more tame. I'd rather watch an R-rated like drama, something gritty. Oh, where this isn't one that relies like on R-rated comedy. I don't think. Are you sure? The R-rated comes from a lot of language, but not too much language and a lot of gore. I mean, I wouldn't not see it. They managed to wa- They managed to rip his arm off and make it a funny moment. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I like seen very that. graphically rip his arm. I haven't seen that. And make it a funny moment. What? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. We're going to watch it. That's all I'm saying. I mean, the new one is coming out. Maybe like a double feature, double feature or something. I Cable. Everyone, I always tell people that I haven't seen Deadpool, and they it's very freak good. out. Dead or not Deadpool? Cable is the um, son of Jean Grey and Cyclops. But you didn't know that. What? I didn't know that. One of the most powerful superheroes in the X Men universe. But isn't everyone the most one of the most powerful? Well, he has some kind of disease that he has to focus all of his psychic abilities to suppressing Hmm. um so that's why he's not able to just toss everyone aside or else he'd be as powerful as uh phoenix i think without the having to do that but that's where they're all so it's just his physical strength and his laser eye he's a laser but oh man it is i man i was like so worried that i wasn't we weren't gonna have enough to talk about but this man this movie, it's got so much stuff. Like when I feel like we could have talked about. I mean, when we, I mean, we're still talking about it. We are. This is going to be a two-parter. Like we're an hour and a half in. This we are into the second podcast at this point, in my opinion. Because I think I got another thirty minutes of stuff to talk about. Personally, hey, can, can I just derail this for one second? Derail it? Why not? You know, we question. already talked about James Bond for probably twenty. Okay, minutes. question about Solo. Solo. Star Wars story. Star Wars story. How come? How come? And here is where. And here is where. I, Oh, so we're just so we're just this yeah. is where we're at. I mean, just say it, dude. You're now rubbing okay, your eyes. Here's where we run into the issue that I understand Star Wars is not really science fiction. No, it's, it's really fantasy. space fantasy. Which yeah. I, I like Star Wars. I'm just saying, how come in all the galaxies they go to in every planet, there's always oxygen and there's always the same gravity? Why is it the same gravity and why is it oxygen? I'm just saying, it's always like, oh, by the way, Earth gravity here too. Like, why is I it Earth see... gravity? I'm saying, shouldn't the gravity be different on different planets? How do you know it's different not? Different mass. You have a bigger mass. It's a different gravity, right? How do you know it's not? What? That's what I'm asking. You're saying every galaxy they go to is Earth-sized. Every planet is Earth-sized. Well, I mean, Earth-sized planet in the Goldilocks zone is like the op- the where life is supposed to exist. Yeah, but you look at our galaxy. And the planets have very... Like, Mars and Earth are, like, close, right? Mm-hmm. But then Mercury's just a little guy. Oh, yeah, okay. So where's the life on Jupiter's those planets? Jupiter's a big old... Big one. But where's the life on those planets? And why isn't there life on there? 
I'm just saying I want I want there to be some kind of like, I mean you could say the way, best this planet's a little different whereas everything in Star Wars How do you is know like it's not? foresty here deserty there snowy over there you know you went to Mars the planet or the uh, the gravity is different but you could probably walk like normal like you would look pretty normal walking after a while yeah but the gravity is different so why isn't there gravity on their spaceships Cody explain that to me Explain that to me with your science. Space fantasy. I, but that's that's that, all I'm why saying. Why is the gravity different? Why isn't it different on the spaceships? That's what I'm saying. I want to see it different. Just I'm a asking you why isn't it different? It's all the same on the planets, but how do they have gravity why on are the you spaceships? Asking me the question I'm asking. Because the same answer applies to both things. Is there. that if they wanted to, they could probably make the gravity the same in every spaceport across the galaxy. They probably do. You know, out in the middle of the desert of some random planet, gravity might George be different. George Lucas, if you're listening, George Lucas, still just there. shoot us a tweet, man. Let me come to the Skywalker Ranch Add and see your havers. stuff. I just want to touch all the Star Wars stuff. I want to touch it. I want Send to feel it with invite. my own hands. Not Cody. Cody hates Star Wars. He's never seen a single Star Wars film. This I've seen them all slander. literally a hundred times. I grew up on those movies. Cody has never lying. seen them in his life. You're his lying. favorite movie, Episode Two. <laughs> Can you believe that? I mean, it's pretty fun to watch. It's pretty unwatchable. I mean, as far as train wrecks go. Um, all right, we can get back on. I the just scene wanted to ask in episode question. two, where they are alone, rolling lit- around on the hill. No. Oh, I like that part. No, that's a, that's all right. That's, that's like a, the cringiest worst romance no, I've ever seen. The cringiest is when they are alone in the fireplace lit room, Ooh. talking about their love, and I'm just like, when I was like, how old was I? I don't know single digits in age uh-huh. watching this movie and i'm just like oh, i don't care cut a droid in half i don't care that you love each other <laughs> i really don't i just oh, don't yeah. care that you're in so in love just kill something with your stupid <laughs> lightsaber okay get your laser sword and kill something like i come here for the lightsaber battles you promised me more with the darth maul fight and then you gave me none. And then you gave me a bunch of Jedi dying. And that's what you gave me in episode two. You didn't follow through on the promise. Was there even... I guess there was a little bit of lightsaber fighting in two? With Dooku? And it, Oh, no. Let me retract that. Let me refo- roll it back. The Yoda fight. Yoda and Dooku. Awesome. That was actually interesting. That was a good one. Not enough to make up for the film. That's very true. Oh, episode two. The fact that he pointlessly cuts the power cable just so it turns off all the lights, just so they'd have an excuse to make it, like, all, uh, yeah, effective. It made a cool look, but it's just, like, like, it... You have light source, and it's it's dark, so... so. It's so dumbly done, where he's just like, oh, I'm gonna fancily twirl my lightsaber, and I'm just gonna, for no reason, cut the light switch. And it's like, they could have force-thrown, like, rocks everywhere and just blown out. Like, they could have, like, done, like, the force thing George where they Lucas, both tried to force push notes? each other and like a pulse wave went out or something and knocked all the lights out but no all it is is Beep. was it anakin or dooku one of them just was like <laughs> this random power cable going across that apparently powered every single freaking light <laughs> in this huge facility i've been sitting on this for a long time <laughs> I can tell, yeah. in case you didn't know i've never told someone my problems with this fight scene but the fact that yoda comes and spins around i have no problem with that yeah, me neither. The fact that he immediately goes back to hobbling around is what I have problems with. <laughs> he hobbles, uh, uh, jumps freaking all over the place, and then uh, 
<laughs> I'm like, we all know you're faking it, Yoda. We all know you're faking it. Give Yoda, me some cool stuff, Yoda. <laughs> oh, man. I played the Lego games. I know how you walk yeah. my lightsabers out. Oh, yeah. And it's very hard to control. <laughs> yeah, because it's always, it's always lateral, where it's like you're always diagonal or lateral. You can't just go straight you forward. You can't, like, I just want you to go straight across the bridge, but you jump out and you lose a thousand of my studs every time, uh, Yoda. What are you doing, Yoda? Tweet at me, Yoda. Despite those pitfalls, those Lego games, those are fun. Those are my fantastic. Lego Star Wars, I've those are good games. Recently, actually, been playing the Star, the Lego Star Wars Complete Saga. Ooh, how's trying that? to beat it. It is fantastic. It holds up. It's such a good, just you and a buddy, sitting on a couch. Game. I've been playing it with my. I started playing it with my nephew, and then uh, he. And that's great too, because you can play with any anyone can pick that game up. Hmm? It is very frustrating. I tried to be a good uncle and like. Let him solve the puzzles and let him do all the cool stuff. Yep, and you lost patience. How, how long did it take you? I never lost patience with him. Okay. Not one time. But did you give up on the learning? No, he just stopped. Like, he uh, yeah, he just never wanted to play. I got I was at work whenever he was really at my parents' house. So I was mm, like, there you go. never able to play with him anymore. But I did never lose my patience with him. I always let him do stuff. If he wanted to go check out a room that I knew there was nothing in, we checked out that room. I was a good uncle. I was a better uncle than his dad is a father. And I'm going to throw that gauntlet down. Wow. You threw it down. What if he's I can say that. to this? He might, but he and my sister are divorced, so I can talk smack about him and feel well, right about it. Then he's out of your life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Anything else you want to say about him? Yeah, yeah. He's How probably... does he smell? Does he smell bad? No, nah, he smells all right. Oh, all right. Bad taste in movies? Anything you want to throw out there? Get off your chest? Overcooked? Does he ever overcook a meal? I don't think he cooks. Just say something. Throw something out there. It's kind of a, you know, I don't know. Bad taste in socks. I don't. I've never paid attention to his socks. Not even good enough socks to pay attention. Not to. very patient. In your face. Not very patient with his children. Boom. That's oh, that's deep. That cuts. You won't say anything about his socks, but then you're just gonna be like cut right into how he is as a father. I mean, that's the only thing wrong with him. Other than that, stand-up big... guy. Yeah. Other than that, stand-up guy. Send me a text. We'll hang out. Yeah, you know his brother. I'll talk to you about it after the podcast. You know his brother, I'm sure. Oh, actually, I know him. You know him? Uh, yeah, I know that guy. You know um, my friend? You know my ex? I know your brother. Brother-in-law? No, I know your brother. My brother? Yeah, I know him. You know him? I'm not talking about my brother. I know, but you were saying you know... Whatever. It's my sister's ex-husband. Yeah, but... Let's spend 30 minutes said. of the podcast <laughs> talking about this, or we could jump back to <laughs> the scene where Thanos has completed his mission. I okay. bumped the microphone. Hopefully that wasn't super loud. I just want to point out I have not touched my microphone one because time. You got an arm. For once in my, uh, the podcast, people. I spent people, $12 and I bought an arm for my microphone. Cody might be audible because he's actually up on his mic. He has that. He has the arm. Looking at the audio levels, I think I'm still much louder than him. So you'll be hearing me much louder than him. But it's just because I have a deeper, more sultry voice. Oh, you want a deep voice? You just went southern. I'll do the podcast like this. <laughs> All right. But so when he completed, when he used the gauntlet, fully erect gauntlet, <laughs> and he used erect. it, he used <laughs> it. He just he made the fist. And he went boom, and he used erect. it. He used the gauntlet, and there was that moment where he just woke up in the water, and there's that little pagoda. Oh, yeah, I believe is what it's called, with Baby Gamora. Yeah. And he walks up and she turns. She says, Did you do it? And he says, Yes. And she asks, What did it cost? And he says, Every 
everything. He says in a very deep Josh Brolin voice. Right. I mean, they, and they all... it's like that hit me in the feels, dude. I yeah. was just like, oh, everything. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you gonna be all right? Compose yourself. It just it got me, dude. It yeah. got me. It was such a just a, such a mm scene, you know. So, and then it was followed up almost immediately by like you see all those people disappearing. Yeah. Which makes you sad. But then it was followed up almost immediately by him just sitting and finally resting and just reveling in a job well done. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn. Also, Black Panther dusted, which I'm like, ugh. Okay, can we talk about, let's talk about what's next. Because all these people dusted. We know that with the gauntlet, he can control time. Like, what... What's the resolution? There's no way they killed off all those superheroes. There's no way all those people are gone forever. Yeah. I say no way. No way. What? So what's next? What's the what's the resolution for this? There's definitely no way because Stephen Strange said it's the only it was the only way right before he dusted. Mm. But if you notice, it's like all the most powerful superheroes are gone. Yeah. You know, Black Panther, one of the strongest, the fastest. He has the most resources. Gone. Yeah. Um, Scarlet Witch, gone. Um, like. All, everybody who is with Tony Stark, Doctor uh, Strange, Spider Man, all the left, Guardians. It's like, it's like well, who's left? Steve Rogers, Steve Black Roger. Widow, Thor, Bruce Banner. Is Banner left? I can You know, yeah, he is. He's Banner's still because he was in the. Because he was sitting there and he's in the terrible CG Hulk. I wonder if they were like, oh, we'll get rid of him. No, because he has to resolve his thing with Hulk. That's why he's still yeah. there. So I mean, what happened to those people? And that's the thing. They just cease to they, exist. They fade into the ether. Yeah, they're gone. But that's my thing. Where did ether they go? Ether is an infinity stone. Okay, here's my thing. Did I tell you the ether is an infinity stone? Have I mentioned that to you? That uh, was in the previous only when episode. we went through all the colors. <laughs> Never mind. Let's not. No, it was the last time you said they disappeared into the ether. And ether. I said the ether is an infinity stone. It was in the They'll previous away, podcast. But you can neither destroy nor create matter. If you have all six infinity stones, which control everything, the very Where foundation, I think they just different dis- dimension. Well, they did. I think you know. I mean, you say you can't control or create matter, or not control. You can't destroy or create matter. It exists or it doesn't. You know, kind of thing. Matter. But they just turned to dust. Like the dust was there. People picked it up. So it's not yeah. like they just were gone, which I thought they were gonna do. But no, it's like. You saying that made me think, oh, that's probably that's why they did the dust. It looked dramatic, and it was like, okay, they're still there. But it's also like, yeah, that's my they're thing, is, is the way they disappeared. It's like, okay, what really happened to them? Is that significant? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Were they absorbed by the soul stone? They're making another Guardians movie. Yeah. I mean, they're going to win, because Doctor Strange saw where how they had to win, and he did what he needed to do to make them win. Right. And I think it's kind of like... Back to um, the DC things. There's a theory that Lex Luthor saw Do- the coming of Darkseid. And that's why he oh. raised Doomsday to join the Justice League together in order to um, face Darkseid. Because uh-huh. he knew they had to be together to face Darkseid to win. Right. I don't know if that's true. But um, Doctor Strange knew the only way that they would call captain marvel is if 
this happened and Nick Fury saw everything happening and he called Captain Marvel and he's like we need Captain Marvel to fix the problem so that's why I think that was like the reason why he's like this is the only way we win because it showed that all of them together they were never all together at the same time because I think that'd be a little ridiculous it would have been too much happening all at once and there's no way they could justify one of those teams almost beating Thanos and then all of them together not beating him, you know? Yeah. So, you know, like the fact that that showed that all of those people, they just weren't strong enough to beat Thanos. Like they weren't coordinated enough. They weren't strong enough. They weren't smart enough. Like they just couldn't do it. So they needed an extra player. So it was worth taking the loss, losing the battle to win the war scenario. The Infinity War. It is. I don't... I wonder how it's going to go down. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to wrap it up because they can't, like... That's kind of bullcrap if they kill off Black Panther after his first movie. He's so awesome. And they're not because the dollar dollar bills they made from that movie. Oh my gosh, it's so successful. So many bills of dollars. Uh, Plus Um, the the Wakanda handshake. It's probably the coolest handshake of all time. Amazing. It's awesome. My question is, Ant Man mm-hmm. comes out this summer. Yeah. What's how? What's the deal with that movie? What's that going to be like? I don't know. Are I, they going to address the whole half the everyone being gone? Can I make a suggestion? Can I make a prediction? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> They're not going to. It's just going to be a separate thing. Yeah. But I think all the Marvel movies. They're going to make they one all, offhanded comment about it. They all fall into line though, like they all affect one another. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There will be something, like, what they're doing will be loosely tied. Something they're tackling will have been set off by the events of Infinity War. But it's just kind of like um, the early seasons of Daredevil, the movie, the Netflix series, Uh when they were more closely tied. Whereas now I think they've said, like, the TV, Marvel Universe, and the film, they're separate. They kind of reference each other, but they're separate still. Yeah. They happen in different universes um, that are very similar, but just so that they have more freedom and they're not dependent on each other. Uh-huh. But the whole Daredevil plotline is because of the events of an Avenger, an Avengers, the mm-hmm. first one. Because of the decimation, it allowed Kingpin to come in and kind of set up shop and become powerful. Yeah. And he became the villain. And it also allowed, like, the was it the hand to start doing their thing? And it just allowed for all these kinds of things. And it was all set in motion by the things the Avengers did in the Avengers movies. And I think Ant-Man and Wasp will be the similar thing where because of all these people disappearing or because of something happening, you know, some criminal organization will start to do stuff. And then that's what Ant-Man and Wasp will be facing. You know, they're not going to be facing down Thanos. They're going to be facing down a much smaller threat. You know, yeah. and I think Hawkeye's gone. I think he's gone. What I happened to him? What's he's he with his family. They asked where Ant Man and Hawkeye were, and they said they were both. At Wasn't home. someone like serving a sentence or something? Because they're the, both on the house, house, house arrest. arrest. Yeah, because Hawkeye joined the the Steve Rogers. You know, he's joined Captain America's side in Civil War. Yeah. So he took the house arrest, be home with his family under guard, and then Ant Man was also on Steve Rogers' side took the house rest man you know so they're at home house rest with their families i hope the new ant-man's good part of what i liked about the first ant-man was because you could see edgar wright's 
fingerprints on it. Yeah. Because you get pulled off the project because of the differences. But you can still see his fingerprints on it. So I wonder, is the next one going to be as funny? Is it going to be as... I mean, the, from what Edgar I saw in the trailer, I think it will be. I hope it is. I and think I, it'll have similar humor. I just love me. I think Paul Rudd can deliver a line as as well as any comedian. I well, that's what really I think. Funny. Like, I think the fact that it's Paul Rudd, I think it will yeah. make a lot more continuity yeah. in that comedy than yeah. the writers necessarily. Because, like, there's the line in the trailer where um, he gives the blasters to Wasp. The... I haven't seen that. You haven't seen that part? Well, I haven't yeah. seen the trailer. Oh. Were you purposely avoiding the trailers? I don't watch trailers if I don't have to, but you can tell me about it. Okay. I'll be mad. So it's just an offhanded thing where the wasp suit has like blasters. You know, she has little blasters. She can flick out and shoot stuff. And he turns to, what's the doctor's, what's the guy's name again? It's the guy that makes the Ant-Man suit. I can't remember his name right now. Yeah. But he turns to him and he's like, oh, you didn't, you didn't have that technology when you were making my suit. And he's like, no, I did. You know, and it's just like <laughs> deadpan, like, no, I, I had it. I could have <laughs> yeah. done it. And he's just, it's like, oh. I like I, how they do know? that, Dan, because they did the same thing in Civil War. When he, like, shows up and he's like, yeah, me too. And they're like, sorry, who are you? He's yeah. like, come on. <laughs> like, oh, come on, man. Yeah, I do like those kinds of funny, like, things where they kind of poke fun at the superheroes and the popularity of different superheroes. Like, um, and just kind of the things they do, like, when... Uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker introduced him. He's like, "Hi, I'm Peter." To Doctor Strange, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm Doctor Strange." Like, he's, oh, oh, we're using we're using made-up names. <laughs> oh, I'm I Spider-Man. Love, I love the way they write Spider-Man. He, that he doesn't say our superhero names. Or he says, "Oh, we're using our we're using the made-up names." And so then he gives him his made-up. I just it's such like a high school like Spider-Man way to say it. Yeah. Oh. And uh, I thought it was kind of a funny moment when he's all up on thanos and thanos like rips him off and he calls him an insect and throws him away uh-huh. and i was like <laughs> yeah or there's there's the one where like there's an ant-man and a spider-man yeah, and just, like, I was just <laughs> yeah they're like yeah there is there's both of those things <laughs> yeah oh yeah i liked the humor a lot and it was very the humor was very well placed it was way more fewer and in, in far in between like Civil War, the first half of Civil War, some mm-hmm. serious stuff happens, but there's so many funny parts with Spider-Man and everything. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. Is like until the until characters. the very end of Civil War, it felt like a pretty light Marvel movies in a lot of way. Whereas this one, I feel like the humor was there, but it was more serious throughout because you were kind of seeing stuff go down. And you're like, oh man, this is not good. Oh, this is really not good. Which I think it was it was placed well to pace the movie correctly. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely wasn't all in all. It wasn't as lighthearted as some of the other ones have been. Yeah, I mean the humor really came mostly from like, you know, it came from like Hulk. Mark Ruffalo was a pretty funny dude, um, and like Spider Man, and like the kinds of people that have really been established as generally in a scene they're gonna be the comedic voice, the comic relief. Yeah. Like Benedict Wong, I freaking love him. He's so awesome. Yeah. And what he plays in, because I've seen him. I love him in doctor strange storyline and he's also um he plays kublai khan in the netflix marco polo show which okay. is fantastic and mm-hmm. it made me be like i want to see every movie this guy is in because he's an amazing actor and he's yeah just awesome and uh you know like he's really funny when like they're the scene when they're gonna go out and get um something from the deli and doctor strange is like you really don't have any money <laughs> 
and he's like attachment to material things is disattachment from the spiritual or something like that yeah. and he gives him this like bullcrap answer and then he's like oh i have 200 rupees <laughs> just like a buck 50 yeah you know and it's like okay that's really that's, that's pretty funny yeah you know like there's lots of comedy I, but it felt appropriately placed. yeah or, or like especially like the first scene with the guardians because the guardians are so funny yeah but like i liked how they did the comedy with the guardians because it all played off of peter quill getting super jealous of thor right like everyone like thought <laughs> thor was amazing and he's just like they're like what about me and yeah. i love the what was the one line that you're basically one sandwich away from being a fat guy yeah it's funny because chris probably used to be this like big comedian dude yeah he and, used to be fat which is so fun i just thought it was funny they like threw that he's like what yeah he's like what am i getting and then he like while they were talking to thor he was like muttering in the background he's like fine i'm gonna do it I'm gonna, I'm gonna get I'm the gonna barber. I'm gonna buy a bow flex. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some dumbbells. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make the commitment. I'm committing right now. And they're just fully focused on Thor and waking Thor up. Uh, and they're not paying attention to it all. It was like, oh, it's so funny. I, I do really like the Guardians. Because he's always like, I mean, Peter Quill's always tried to be like the stud in the room. Sometimes mm-hmm. it works, sometimes it hasn't. And a lot of times it hasn't for him, you know, because like, I'm Star Lord. They're like, who? Yeah. Um, but I thought it was really funny when there's someone who's like taller, bigger muscles, a god in the yeah. room, and he's like, "Oh, he's like a pirate, and he's an like a had a baby. Angel had a baby." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But I do think that's part of the reason they chose to go less comedy, like from Iron Man and guys like that, because there were those moments, but they were kind of his sarcastic. Right. You know, him interacting with Doctor Strange was really funny because they were both very like sarcastic, full of themselves dudes. But it was funny in a different way, and just the straight, simple, you know, lighthearted comedy. That's really that's the Guardians thing, and I think to have made it a bigger part of the Avengers, you know, teams would have lessened their like that's their thing, you yeah. know, is they're funny, and so that's like, you know, I felt like that would have cheapened their storyline and like yeah. their comedy on their side because it's like, well, if everyone's just making jokes, then, I mean, honestly, they're just. A bunch of normal people really mm-hmm. when it comes down to it so the fact that they're just normal people that have been thrust into this you know this like spotlight you know going back to dropping some nerd stuff on you they remind me a lot of like a weird like role playing like D party you know where like yeah. oh you know well my, my character you know you find out like oh my character has this cool backstory but i you know i'm just a normal dude from Mar- from missouri you know like yeah but I'm half God, you know, like, okay, you know, or, oh, I'm just this dude that was really into guns or I'm just this really strong dude that likes to use knives that yeah. has like this backstory that makes me want to kill the most powerful being in the universe. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're just normal people that together can overcome these like super villains. Yeah. But when paired against like Thor, it's like, oh, they're really not prepared for this situation. Yeah. Well, one thing I love about the guardians is between the five of them, there's always a joke that can be told because yeah. they all have these five personalities that are all thrust together into this sort of hodgepodge team. Like one of them at any time could have a comeback for the other one to make a funny comment, you know? Like when Peter and Gamora are having that really like serious moment where she's like, you're going to have to kill me if he gets me, you know, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they hear the crunching and they turn and Drax is just standing there. <laughs> and they're like, how long have you been there? He's like, an hour. <laughs> tells him he's mastered the art of standing so still that he becomes invisible and then he's like watch and then he slowly just starts bringing like a snack up to his mouth he's like my 
motions are so slow. They're imperceptible. <laughs> and then I can't remember her name, but like the antenna girl that can do like the mind reading uh-huh. comes in. She's like, hey, Drax. He's like, damn it. And she walks <laughs> away. <laughs> and it's like, oh. oh my gosh. It's so funny. And it's like, so the fact that it's so harshly contrasted with Thanos and the seriousness of his stuff yeah. makes it so much funnier when it does happen. Yeah. One thing I like with the Guardians, because with, with Groot in his current like weird teenage stage, yeah. he really had one or two lines where it was like, because the whole time he basically has his nose in his video game, right? Yeah. There's the part where he says something, he's like, I am Groot. And you're like, oh, he's saying something snarky, yeah, teenager, like, backhand. Like, whoa, whoa. Hey. Um, but I really like, because for me, it, it was just like, okay, well, Groot, where's Groot? But there's the part where he turns his arm into the handle. Yeah. For the new axe for Thor, which I thought was really cool. Like, just character moment. Like, oh, this is Groot. He is growing up. Yeah. It was cool. Did you, uh, they said something where he, Groot says something. You know, he says, I am Groot. And then uh, Thor turns to him and responds to him. And then Rocket's like, you speak Groot? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we had one on Asgard. He was this. Do you, like, he said it was an elective. An elective? Yeah. Oh, okay. I took it at Asgard. Yeah. It was an elective. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was just like, I was like, oh, because that made me think like, oh my gosh, that means Thor knows what Groot is, whereas everyone else is like, what the heck is Groot? Is he? You yeah. Know? Whereas Thor's like, oh yeah, I know what that is. I speak Groot. You know, I learned it in school. You know, it's like, oh yeah, it's no yeah. problem. Well, and is it Thor like, that later on is like, like it's my new friend. It's a tree. Is like, it? What Thor? did he say? I can't remember who said that. Someone said that, but I can't remember who it was. I thought it was oh, uh, Tony Stark was the one that was like can calling we, him all the weird names. Can you talk for a moment? Well, another thing I thought that was cool about that storyline was that um, Rocket is so paranoid about like being taken seriously because he's this little cute raccoon creature, uh-huh. um, and it's, Thor's like the only person he lets him call him a rabbit. Yeah, because he thinks Thor is so cool. Yeah. He calls him rabbit the whole time, and he's just kind of like, oh, okay, I kind of have to. He's like, what? Grin and bear it because he he like wants to impress Thor and like yeah. likes Thor, which he's I thought like, was kind Thor's of a, a cool, cool touch because. Rocket never would have let that slide usually, but because it's Thor, he's like, oh, darn it, I'm the rabbit now. Yeah, so I have something to talk about, but you had something you wanted to aside. Oh. You had a, can we talk about something for a second? Oh, oh. how cool was Thor's axe? Ugh. So cool. And it made me think, um, people, the God of War game, the new God of War game just uh-huh. came out, and people talk about playing it and throwing his axe, Kratos's right. Leviathan axe. Which I wonder if that's what that's supposed to be, because I think that's something from North mythology, Norse mythology, because yeah. that's what uh, the new God of War is. Right. And they talk about throwing it and calling it back, and they're like, oh, it's like Thor's hammer with a blade, and then I saw him go and get the axe, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that axe is probably actually from Norse mythology, yeah. and it's just that it's him getting well, the axe. Well, because um, in Norse mythology, Mjolnir... Mjolnir. Mjolnir. That's probably just Mjolnir. Um, it's a hammer axe, isn't it? Whereas in Marvel Comics, it's always it's a, just been a hammer. No, it's a hammer. Thor's hammer is always a hammer. Because that little like little thing, that's actually what the Nazi logo is based off of. Is a symbol. No, isn't Mjolnir a Thor a- uh, hammer axe? I don't think so. Look it up. Look it up. You look up that. I'm going to look up the Leviathan hammer or Leviathan axe. All right. Oh, it just says hammer? Yeah. Anyway. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really cool. I'm excited to see how it plays out in the next movie. I mean, that seems like that's one of their big shots. 
Yeah. Are you, what, are you, what are you talking about? What was the big shot? The axe? The, the new axe, yeah. Yeah. Which actually leads into what I was going to talk about, which was how excited I was Peter Dinklage was in this movie. Dink- they brought out the Dinklage. They brought out the Dinklage. And the fact that they had him play a giant dwarf. A giant dwarf. Which that was I was so like, cool. oh my gosh, that's so cool. The first time Peter Dinklage gets to be bigger than someone. Yeah. Because I know he's real big on, like, he doesn't want to take the generic little people roles. Right. You know, like, oh, you know, just a generic. Like, I bet you he didn't even like the role. Like, the only reason he took the role in Elf was because he wasn't an elf. You know, he was a businessman that was mistaken yeah. for an elf. Uh-huh. You know, and this was like, it's such a cool thing because he's a dwarf. He's a small, he, you know, what, what people think of as a short person, but the actual real life I love that they talk about how he's a dwarf. And then when he's, I was like, oh, he's a dwarf, but he's. He's huge. gigantic. Yeah. And it's so cool. And like his whole, like everything he does, I'm like, oh my gosh, he nailed it. He nailed every bit of it. You know, it was just so, he's just, he's an awesome actor. I love him and everything. He was in, um. Do you? I don't know if you ever played the Destiny game. No, not really. Uh, he was the original voice for a little ghost that follows you around, like oh, a little really? robot to call the ghost. And it was awesome. People didn't like him for some reason, but me and my friend were talking about it the other day when we were playing Destiny. We're like, I wish they didn't get rid of him because he was so awesome. Like, mm-hmm. it's so the way he delivers some lines with like the like sass he gives to some lines. It's just mm-hmm. so funny. Like, like when he was um saying uh you'll be taking the full force of a star you know that'll kill you and thor's like only if i die and he's like well yes that that's what killing you means <laughs> yeah you know and he's just like so like thor makes this epic like oh that was such a cool line and then dinks dinklage is like he's like yeah but like that was really stupid what you just said that was a yeah. really dumb thing to say because that's pretty much exactly what i just said you know mm-hmm. and it just points out like oh yeah that was really dumb uh-huh but in the moment, you thought it was really cool. Yeah. But there was really only like a, that like one part with the CG that I didn't like. There were there's really no other part that I didn't like about this movie. I really enjoyed yeah. it. I definitely will. This might be the one that get, finally gets me to start building my Marvel MCU collection because I haven't bought any of the MCU movies because I know if I buy one, I'm going to have to buy them all. Yeah. But this might be the one that's like, yeah, you need to start buying them. Yeah, because I'm just like, oh, it's a good movie, and I'll. This is the kind of movie I want to rewatch over and over and over again. I think this one definitely is gonna have a lot of rewatch value. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it really makes me hope the like second part of this, you know, the next Avengers movie is done by the Russo brothers. It is. Is it okay? It's slated to. Yeah. Okay, that's good because I think if they just handed it off to someone else it would be it would turn into the harry potter series yeah it would like these aren't even the same movies. yeah the tone would totally change like even if they like i imagine them like handing it off to like like watiti or something like that like yeah. that would be a good movie but it would just be like it doesn't match up at all it's a totally no one, different thing no one's done a marvel movie that has been like the russo brothers yeah which i think giving them like the pillar movies like the keystone movies yeah that everyone's favorites are or well, is a good idea i really like joss whedon as a director mm-hmm. but i'm okay with it having been passed off now because it's like joss okay. whedon did avengers right the yeah. first avengers yeah which he did a fantastic job of but i just mm-hmm. think post avengers which i think because winter soldier is post avengers isn't it i think so yeah it is i think so yeah yeah because it's oh, wait or is it not because i remember a lot of people had a beef no yeah 
Yeah, it's right after first of yeah, the Avengers, right. isn't it? Yeah. Because it was like Captain America, then it was Avengers, then it was like Winter Soldier or something like right after. Or yeah. no, then it was uh, Iron Man three, because it deals with Tony Stark's PTSD around oh, yeah. that. But anyway, but it's just like these the movies they're directing are seem to be everybody's favorites, mm-hmm. and I think they're really good. Like these serious, a little bit of comedy, but mostly serious, very focused on telling the story they want to tell, are really good to bounce off these other like more comedic or more fun you know comic booky movies yeah you know it'd be like if someone made a dark night and then bounced a bunch of fun dc movies off of it but they had that base of yeah. a dark night type movie to bounce off of like they would have been really well really good but yeah one problem i had with the movie uh-huh okay tony stark i thought for sure he was gonna die i did too he copped up some blood and i was like that's it. I mean, he skewered through with that his own like blade thing, and then one scene later, so he does like a little like healing freeze spray thing. Just mm-hmm. like, okay, makes sense. But he was skewered with the blade. The next scene, he has nothing through him. Like, wait, so they just pulled out, pulled that out, or what did they do with that? Well, it's nanobots, so he can just like grab it and probably reabsorb the nanobots into his suit. Okay, but it was through him. That's which what means saying. it would have punctured through his gut. Yeah, that was my problem. Is like, they just ripped that out. No MBD. Well, it made me think of um, in the Halo franchise. I know this is, but it made it reminded me of this. There's a thing in there called biofoam, which is kind of it's a realistic thing that um, is kind of considered to be like a future medical thing that everyone kind of expects to come out eventually, where you just fill like a wound like that with this like foam that's like made up of a material that kind of fills the gap so as long as like something stabs through your heart biofoam ain't gonna fix it but if it's just through like not necessarily like vital things it seals gaps mm. and promotes healing and it keeps you alive long enough for like a doctor to actually fix yeah. you and it reminded me like it was like that not like he froze it but like he filled it with this foam that was meant to like yeah. kind of hold it in place and keep him from bleeding out yeah, yeah. fair so enough that's what i it reminded me of but yeah. I mean not everybody knows about the biofoam from okay. Halo because you have to like have read the books to know about it yeah uh, one other thing I did like about this movie and that's hard to do <clears throat> with the Avengers you know every character has its own theme has mm-hmm. its own style its own personality one way they achieved that well in this movie I think was with uh, certain shots but also the music mm-hmm. like you know they're going to go to Wakanda because, like, I know somewhere where it can go, but it, it plays the theme from Black wow. Panther. The yeah. It's like that tribal music sort of mixed with, like, technically rap. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I know Wakanda's next. Or I noticed it's like every time Doctor Strange all the time is shown in these floating upside-down shots. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, oh, and it's like, oh, he's mystical. He's in a different dimension. He's on another plane from everyone else. They keep calling him the wizard. But yeah, the wizard. Oh, my. Yeah, and so I thought they did well with you know some of those shots where it's like, oh yeah, that's like a Doctor Strange shot, and the action from Doctor Strange totally different from the Black Panther action, which is different from Captain America's action, and so I mean it's really hard to do, but in a lot of a lot of sequences and shots they pulled it off. Drax mm-hmm. had his like his a classic like going for the Achilles tendon. Yeah, he had one of those. Like you know, the slide and yeah, the and then um, Star Lord with his jumping around and shooting his guns and. Yeah, and Spider Man with, like, with the, like hitting and saying something stupid while he was fighting. Yeah. He's like, what is that? Magic punch. Magic, magic, magic kick. <laughs> yeah. 
And it's just like, oh, it's such so, a funny, like... They were true huge. to that. Yeah. And same with Iron Man, too. He's got those shots where it's like, oh, he's charging stuff, he's doing this, the robot. And yeah. so I, I appreciate they were able to keep that out. So hard to do. It takes a lot of foresight, good directing, mm-hmm. which is cool. I like how it wasn't even the main characters that all got their moment. Like, even all the side characters, like all the people from, like, Black Panther, like, even the dude of the, like, gorilla tribe that I can't remember. Well, yeah. Like, he had his moment. They had their and chance in there. And you're like, yeah, this is what this guy's all about. He's this big, beefy dude, and they love fighting. And he's all like, yeah, let's fight. And, like, you know, his sister was doing her science stuff, and his, like, the leader of his King's Guard was doing her stuff. What happened to the sister? I don't know. Where'd she go? That's one loose end that I'm like, hey. She just. Vision got the guy out of there so that she may be alive. And you saw she, her like grab something and try to like stop the process or whatever. Yeah, she shot at she him. She ducks like away and it's like, gun. wait, where'd she Well, go? she got thrown out. She like got thrown over with the other like guard person who was there. But the guy was going for Vision and Vision left. So I right. think she's probably fine unless she dusted. But I don't think uh, she did because Black Panther dusted. Okay, yeah. So I think she's still going to be there. Because um, there's going to be a whole thing where she's going to be like the queen until they solve it all and then he'll come back. Gamora. Right. She gone? She done? Guardians 3. Guardians. I don't three. know if she's gone. Volume 3. She gone? Is she, can she be recovered? I think, here's what I think. Somehow she's going to come back. So they're going to bring in Captain Marvel. It's going to be this big thing. They're going to be like, oh, we got Captain Marvel now. It's fine. Thanos is going to win again. And then Gamora is going to come back. And she's going to be the pin that unravels his whole plan how i don't know see she's gonna somehow leverage the fact that now she knows he she is the only thing he loves in the universe right or the thing that he loves the most you know so Mm. yeah yeah i I think she can't she can't guardians 3 i mean they don't need her for guardians they need star lord guardians of the galaxy I mean, Groot? they didn't do Come a very on. good Groot? job of guarding the galaxy, if you ask me. They kind of failed at guarding the galaxy. Yeah, because, okay, but you're talking about how you look at Thanos, and it's like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, there's a, this group of oddballs who always come out on top. Yeah. And they're fun, super funny. Yeah. Obviously, this wasn't their big fight. You know, they weren't going to be able to win this one. Mm-mm. I forget where I was going with that. I don't know where you were okay, going with that. Okay, here's what I wanted. I wanted to mention this, though. So Captain right. Marvel is supposed to come out around March mm-hmm. of next year. So it's going to be just like Black Panther was to this yeah. Avengers movie. It's going to be Captain Marvel with a pretty quick follow-up of yeah. the new Avengers. That's why I think whatever happens in that will... Just like mo- a lot of the movie took place in Wakanda and heavily involved Black Panther and all of the people from Wakanda. Wakandans, if you will. Wakanda forever. Because it's so like awesome when he says it. <laughs> when he does it, and then they charge, and you're just like, <laughs> "Yes, I'm doing a fist pump." Double fist. You did double fist pump. Two fist pumps. Two slow, victorious fist pumps. Yeah, because it was amazing. It was awesome. Yeah. Um. But like, just like how that you know, a lot of it took place there, and heavily involved them and their whole stuff. It's gonna, I think, heavily involved whatever is. There, yeah. Captain Marvel stuff. There's also Adam. We don't know where he'll come. Sorry. From. So who? I can't. It's Adam. It's I can't. I think it's just Adam is his name, like A T O M. Not Adam Ant. Adam Ant. That's a different. 
thing. That's like an ant superhero. That's not yeah, Ant-Man. No, so that's not Ant-Man. It's um, someone... I think the closest... Because I'm not super familiar with him, but I'm just from the little bit I've looked up, sort of like Dr. Manhattan almost in the type of person he is. But he's someone... At the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, their post credit scene, there's what's called a Genesis pod, I think is what they're called, mm-hmm. which is where he comes from. And it's with the, whatever they're called, the golden people. Yeah. And um, she's like, oh, when the council sees what I have, you know, they'll forgive my mistakes for letting the Guardians go. And she's like, I will call you Adam. And it just shows the Genesis pod, and everyone was uh, like, because <gasps> apparently he's a very popular Marvel superhero. And I didn't do too much research into him, but it's supposed to be like a super powerful, you know, like a big one. Yeah, like one of the big, like overpowered Marvel superheroes. So he, they still can bring him in at some point, but I don't know if they'll introduce him in his own movie or if they'll do a Spider Man. Will they bring him in in like an Avengers movie and then give him his own movie? Or yeah. they did the same with Black Panther, where they brought him in in the Civil War. They actually brought both the Black Panther and Spider Man in, so that would make sense. They could bring, they wouldn't introduce Captain Marvel, but it would be Captain Marvel's first appearance in an Avengers movie, and then introduce Adam. Yeah, but Adam. Yeah. Um. When's the new Spider Man coming out, though? At uh twenty like twenty twenty or something like that. It was on the list of if you just look up their like roadmap. Way down the road. I guess it's not that far, but it'll be after MCU the timeline, yeah. Yeah, it'll be after the next Avengers, I believe. Okay, untitled Spider Man Homecoming sequel, two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen. Expected summer, so it'll be after Avengers. Yeah. Okay. It's post Avengers, I know that much. Man. But so yeah. we got we still got Ant Man two. What's the other one? There's the fall. Marvel movie coming out this year. Yeah, let me pull up the timeline again. Um, where was I? What uh, was Ant-Man. on that? Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Ant-Man? The Ant-Man. <laughs> the Ant-Man. <laughs> Ant-Man 2. Ant-Man. Um, oh, I'm on the wrong one, but it'll be fine because I just got to scroll down a little f- further. Maybe not because it ends at Avengers Infinity War. Fun. What the heck is the article I found earlier? I don't want to. All these people are like, oh, let me give you a breakdown of why they're doing nah, this. Just order. give me the map. Look, I don't care. I just want a list. Give me the map. Well, if I went to images, better pop up. Uh, it probably would, but I'm oh, already too, here now. Oh, it's too much. It's, I'm here. I'm here. Image. I'm there. I'm at it. Okay, so it's Ant Man, then Captain Marvel, then Avengers. There's nothing this fall. This fall. July 6th of 2018 so that's July 6th of this very year Uh is Ant-Man and then March 8th of 2019 is the next one I thought there was a fall one this year there's no fall one Mm -mm. no fall one oh my goodness oh but and then May 3rd of next year is um, Avengers and then July of next year is Spider-Man and then 2020 is Guardians of the Galaxy directed by James Gunn Oh my goodness. Well, two more Marvel movies before the next Avengers. Do you know Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck? Fleck sounds familiar. They are the directors of Captain Marvel. Alright. 
Ryan Flat. Oh, no way. Shut up. The guy who did Half Nelson? It's kind of a funny story. Sounds like you know that movie. No way. I haven't seen Half Nelson, but it's one. I think it's the. Um, I think it's the Ryan Gosling movie that he got nominated for. No, I have seen that. That's a good movie. Is Half it good? Nelson is very good. Also, it's kind of a funny story. Not as serious, but actually very good as well. That was a really fun movie. I'm excited then. Wow. That's I. Those are two very different movies. I had no idea that was the same director. Well, that seems to be kind of the the uh thing with these marvel movies is it off like, to someone who's versatile who's got yeah like background. i well, mean taika watiti was yeah, one of those where you're what, like sorry yeah he came off new zealand of, yeah he came off of on for the wilder people didn't he yeah. straight into yeah straight into thor ragnarok which is a funny movie but it's like that's quite a jump in both budget and just the scope of the movie budget, for sure yeah it's scope of the movie oh which reminds audience. me the people are gonna be pissed because we did not play everybody's favorite game oh no are you gonna make me guess stuff what do you budget think the budget <laughs> of infinity war know. was it gives a range it doesn't give an exact number it gives a range okay so i'm for the wilder people that was like it was like five million five million moon i think was five moon was five for the wilder people was i mean it was like between two and twelve it wasn't big yeah, two and twelve million dollars. It's quite a gap in money there, but yeah, as far as movies go, when you go, think about movies, lot. though, it's like oh, under ten million, over ten million, over fifty million. Yeah. I have no clue. Just so, give me random guess, because like I said, it gives you a hundred, hundred and fifty million, double at least, at least three hundred. The range is three hundred million. Three hundred to four hundred million. Here's the problem with the budget being three hundred million dollars. How much money did Black Panther make? It made. I, I can't. Am, I can't remember the exact figures. I but. am unsure. I can find out. I'm okay. searching. Now, here's the question: How long has this movie been out? That's the question you want to ask yourself. The movie we just saw. Yes. A day and a half. Okay, but what do you think Black Panther's budget was? Less than that. Two hundred million. Two hundred. Yes, exactly. I 200. did it. Do you want to know how much Black Panther's box office is? Currently, because it's still in the theater some places. It hit what a billion, you... didn't it? It hit a billion, didn't it? Worldwide. $1.327 billion. Well, I just looked up the original billion. Avengers. Billion. Okay, so the budget for the... Billion. The budget for the first Avengers was $220 million. So this Avengers is $80 million more. But also the first Avengers made $1.5 billion. Yeah. That's, I... I mean, that's a huge investment. 200, $200 to $300 million, but... If you can make over a billion in box office, that's pretty good. It's so much money. So how long did you, how long has Infinity War been out? Let me tell you. I'll tell you. It was released in how does China in the, release, I think uh, last week, the twenty third. It has as the first release date. It says in Dolby Theater, which I'm assuming would be the. It's in LA. Yeah. So that was its initial pre- premiere. Premiere, and it probably released in China like that week. A week, yeah. And then the twenty seventh was its United States premiere. So yesterday, from Great. when we're recording this. Uh huh. And. Its box office is at $95 million. Already? In a few it hasn't days. Hasn't even finished its opening weekend? In a few days, it has made a third of the budget. I just back. don't understand how Disney's making money. Oh. Oh, you're telling me Disney made this movie? Yes. Oh, so they're making tons of money. Yes. All right. They're making. They made. Gobs and gobs. Several money. hundred million dollars off of. Well, and here's the thing, Black too. Black Panther. You look at this, like, oh, box office sales? Let's, let's not even talk about merch. Let's oh, not no. talk about theme parks. 
Now they have Marvel heroes walking around Disneyland, snapping photos with the kiddos. They're making. They have a Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Disney's California Adventure. Um, merchandise, theme parks. It's a lot of. It's a lot of dough. Let me hit you with another question because I just thought of this. What? Because Disney acquired two incredibly large properties one well before the other but they own two incredibly popular entertainment properties you're talking about home improvement <laughs> what <laughs> and malcolm in the middle exactly right <laughs> also small indie uh projects like star wars and marvel right so i'm pulled up here don't look at my phone now i can't read anyway it's not a big with deal with the star wars the last jedi now let me ask you something which do you think was the smarter investment for them do you think Marvel or Star Wars was yes, turning Marvel. more? Marvel's a bigger risk. You think so? Star, we're talking Star Wars. We're also talking Marvel. Okay, no. Here's the thing. Name. Okay, you, comic book movies sucked before Marvel. That's true. There were a handful of gems. There were a few good ones. But it wasn't looked at. It wasn't its own genre. It wasn't super viable. It was really risky. So them the buying Marvel. The gems were also DC because they were like the Batman movies. Last thing. It was like it was Batman. But even then, there were some really crappy Batman like movies. Like the amazing Batman and Robin. Everyone's favorite Batman film. Of course. Um, anyway. You when Batman kisses like... Poison Ivy with the tape on his lips, genius. All right? <laughs> genius level intellect. I remember as a kid, I think I was seven, we had that on like VHS. I was watching with my parents. I was just like, I'm uncomfortable. Like, There's I, way too much sex in this movie. I was very young, and I was very impressionable, and I was very excited by that Poison Ivy. <laughs> All right? I was... Oh, um, some, I had some feelings that I was not sure how to deal with. A lot of confusion. With. I had some very. I had to deal with a lot of feelings that I was not used to. One thing I I'm grateful for on these Marvel movies, there's, I'm, we have not had a scene anywhere like that. Okay, that's the thing. That's the thing why I think I would say Marvel is a bigger risk because so many people love Star Wars mm-hmm. and it's space fantasy. You know, the early Star Wars movies, huge risk. A New Hope, it was doomed to fail. It ended up being this gem. Yeah. Um, whereas Marvel. I mean, comic book movies, now it's a thing, but 10 years ago, it was like Iron Man, you know, it was like Dark Knight, Iron Man. Oh, these are the first two really good comic, like commercially successful comic critics movie. actually liked them, audiences actually liked them, mm-hmm. comic book movies. Whereas yeah. before, I mean, you look at like the Bat, the Batfleck Daredevil movie. Ben Affleck is Daredevil. It's like, mm. that was O2, Elektra. You had all these movies you were like, I oh, really comic movies the aren't that movie. good. Or the Incredible, or Hulk. Which one? There's so many. Hulk. Hulk? I'm talking like the O2 or like the O4 Hulk The one movie. with, um, where it was like his dad experimented on him. It wasn't like before. He... Yeah, before the Edward yeah. Norton one, which was one of the first MCU movies. Yeah. So it's just like, you look at those movies, you're like, oh, these were not very good. Anyway, Eric so that's ben. why I would say that Marvel was a bigger risk. Although they've made a lot more Marvel movies. But, you know, Disney now has... Um, Star Wars cartoons that are doing really well with kids and adults. Yeah. Like the Rebels series. and. Well, the reason I asked you is I wanted to ask you, so what do you think, so Last Jedi was the most recent Star Wars movie to come out. What do you think its budget was? Just going to throw out a guess. Star Wars. One of the Two, biggest films 250? of 250? About 200 million. Okay. And what do you think they made? Last Jedi? Now keep in mind, what Avengers make? One and a half billion? 1.2 billion? One point three 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 three. I'm getting better. You are getting better, but I was just like, they have taken a a property that like people 
had tossed away, you know, had like been like, oh, this isn't, you know, Mark, comic book movies suck, you know, right? They and they made it as successful. Batman. They made it as successful as Star Wars. Yeah, one of the most beloved franchises of all time. And I'm like, that's impressive. And there's way more Marvel movies than there will ever be Star Wars. They're movies. coming out with two to four every year. Yeah, because they have Marvel so many different storylines. You know, Star Wars, they can't really pull that much. Well, okay, yeah, but let's talk about Ryan Murphy gets his own separate Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, plus a whole separate thing. the uh, showrunners for uh, Game of Thrones just got a Star Wars show. Crazy. Which Star Wars show? It's a TV show. A series, a TV series. TV is what series. you're telling me? Yes, Shut which I am mouth. very excited for, because they did a fantastic job with Game of Thrones. They doing that on HBO or what? ABC I don't know where Family? it's going to be. I just know they were something Disney owns. hired to do it. Or or it'll be on their streaming Disney's service. Disney's new streaming service. Yeah. I would. Are you kidding? If those guys did a, a Star Wars like a hardcore like, because I heard rumors. I don't know how accurate these rumors are. I think this might be more just wish. That it's going to be um, talking Old Republic era. Ooh. And you've played KOTOR. No. You never played KOTOR? That's Knights see, of the, the Old Republic. the same reaction I get when I tell people I haven't seen an Alien movie. The same reaction I, I thought get you had told me that you I haven't seen. I thought nope. you told me you played it. It The Old Republic is one of the coolest eras in Star Wars history. Yeah. And I'm like, if these guys know how to do it right, and if they're given like freedom to do they'll do like... I don't know if they'll be given freedom to do like a hardcore, you know, Game of they Thrones won't. style, they but won't. it would totally fit in the Old Republic era, yeah. you know, because that's when like well, the I mean, Sith Empire was a thing, and like the foot soldiers of the Sith Empire were like dark Jedi, and there were like thou- Jedi I, battles where Jedi were just killing each other, you know, left and right. I was gonna say like no, they would never like, do it, but it's not like Disney doesn't own Marvel and they haven't done mature netflix series this although i've heard disney has kind of been shying away from that we're like okay well we're not really yeah doing that. but also i think that's coming into the streaming service they're like crap we give them daredevil and now they have all these netflix shows so now we got to do something like that yeah i mean so I, I don't know if they would do star wars um, adult star wars but rather than family star wars let me so i'm gonna look up to see if there's any if it says where the series is because i mean they might just do it on like something like netflix but i would think they would want to put it on their own yeah um their own streaming their service own platform. especially if they want to launch that around well, the same time as this disney, show is willing to go disney's so big well when you think about it they're doing star wars they're doing marvel they're doing animation they do family movies other than that. They have their own TV channel. They have their own theme parks all around the world. It's not far-fetched that they would get their own streaming service. But also, man, they have their hands on so many cookie jars at once. Like Disney has so much money. Yeah. It amazes me. Well, as someone who grew up in Southern California and uh-huh. went to Disneyland a lot, I mean... They keep raising ticket prices and season pass prices, and people keep paying them, and the parks are still jam-packed. And it's only going to get worse because now it's not just Disney. It's Star Wars. It's Marvel. They're cramming all of that into that theme park experience. It's Pixar, you know? Yeah. 
not only do they produce all the Pixar movies, also they make their own animated movies that win Oscars. And they can turn that into a ride, and they can make it into cotton candy flavor and sell it to you for six bucks. Six dollar cotton candy. Six dollar cotton candy. It's a cup of sugar. It's one cup of sugar, which is what? I don't know. Eight cents. I know you can make it at home for a dollar. And they're selling it for six. That's a problem. You're the economist. What's the profit margin on that? More than two. Mm. Two pesos. Two pesos. Two whole pesos. Two hundred rupees. Uh. Yeah, I'm just I was trying to see if there were any more actual like real life details on the where the show would be or um, anything like that, but it just says it's going to be um, focused on a point of time in the Star Wars mythology, which you know, it's, like, <laughs> it's going to be about a subject. And you're like, uh huh. <laughs> it's, it's like we're making a Star Wars show. It will be focused on a point of time in Star Wars. It's like, there will oh. be characters. All right, also but that's one of those story. things where I feel like they wouldn't have had to say that unless they were doing something like the Old Republic, which is like some people be like, this isn't Star Wars, and they're like, is it in Star Wars? This is Star Wars. It's just way before anybody you know about. Right. You know, man. All right. Well, we've been going really long. I think this might be two. It might be one, just super long. But we've been going over two hours now. Yeah. So, um, what do you think? The let's wrap it up with your the question you like to ask. What do you think the core lesson of Infinity War, which I don't think we've talked about in thirty minutes, is? Like, what do you think the core lesson you learned from this movie? What's more important? You know, your your personal relationships the fate of the universe and how do you balance that how do you make that decision yeah that's what i would say is the overarching theme overarching lesson Mm -hmm. would you agree what would you say i would agree i would say like i said earlier you know it's like thanos really is he's a hero who is willing to make the sacrifices that like captain america is unwilling to make you know a good villain is the hero of his story yeah and Thanos is, and he's just willing to make the sacrifices he deems acceptable. And it shows you why those heroes don't make those sacrifices, like killing their friend to protect a piece of information, because if they did, they would spiral into Thanos. Mm. Because Thanos wasn't willing to make those when his planet needed it done. Yeah. And he had to watch his planet die. So that forced him to eat slowly, you know, that shows he yeah. wasn't well, always I like wouldn't, this. I wouldn't say he wouldn't, wasn't willing to do it, right? Because he sort of proposed the plan. And well, he wasn't like, willing to force it on You're them. You're crazy. Yeah, he you didn't know? want to force but it on now, them. But now, and I think that's part of the, what informs him to get the gauntlet. And he's like, if I can get the power to do it, yeah, then I can make it happen. I can make, I can make it right. Yeah, he went Whereas from before, trying... Whereas before, he didn't have that. He really didn't have the power. So yeah. he's like, let me get the power. I will... Yeah, he went from trying to convince people to see it to just saying, this needs to be done, I'm just going to force it on you. This is what needs to happen. Yeah, whereas like the heroes are like, if I can't convince you that this is the right thing to do, then it's not worth forcing you to do it. Yeah. Well, I think we've been going plenty long enough, so. Check out. Check it out. Oh, yeah. I highly recommend it. It's so different. It's so unique. It's very well done. Very few. I mean, we were only able to nitpick a couple things about this movie. Yeah. Very well done and hard hitting. 
check it out. Yeah, definitely. You're gonna definitely have to watch previous Marvel movies. You can't. You really can't just jump into this one. You know. Oh yeah, I wouldn't see this if you're not familiar with the MCU. Yeah, absolutely not. You know, there's a couple in the MCU that you can just jump in on and you'll be fine, like Ant Man or the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Or, you know, or really the first of any of the series, but it's like this one you just can't. Oh. You just can't just jump in on this one. So it is awesome. I definitely would recommend it to anybody. Just go see it in the theater with a crowd because I think that added it yeah. to when people laughed and were like <gasps> gasping and clapping. You know, like that added a lot more than I expected. It was it a to. good blockbuster, good crowd movie. Yeah, go see it with some people. Yeah. All right, Cody. So where can they find us? How do you? We're on iTunes. We're on podcasts dot com mm-hmm. find us on s. youtube with the s. yes podcast.com is a ghetto jankity website don't it know is. what it is podcasts.com you can find just about any podcast you want mm-hmm. um, find us on youtube once again we're at we're opinion havers you can find us on twitter at opinion havers i've mm-hmm. posted uh, the links to podcasts.com um, you can always if there's a movie you want us to do if you want to berate us tell us what you don't like tell me that i'm not loud enough on the mic Mm-hmm. Or tell me that I'm too loud on the mic. You just tweet us and let us know. Anything yeah. else they need to know, Tyler? Uh, we're also on Google Play for my brothers and sisters with the Android phone. I've got an Android phone. I'm I'm there. I mean, you're judging them an awful lot by just throwing iTunes out and not say not said showing podcasts? them some love. You asked me, but that's your and I I did my be- I gave my best effort. I got an I felt like I got an A for effort. I'll give it a solid C plus. But we are also on Google Play. Google Play, iTunes, podcast.com, and YouTube. All opinion havers. The titles of each of our podcasts are the movies that we watch. And you can tweet at Cody. Please. At opinion havers I'm on so twitter.com. I have nothing to do all day, just waiting for tweets. He does. He just stares at it and it's very sad. He's starting to bum everybody out. Over and over. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and listening to our opinions. Go watch the movies and make your own. <laughs>